Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. All right, here we go. Season two of the Muse podcast. To kick things off, Briggs and I are welcoming to the barn hip-hop artist I-9. Came from up here, came from the New England area, I believe Dover, and uh, he's toured with uh, RZA. He was uh, picked up by management that's uh, underneath the Wu-Tang label and uh, just hit it huge all of a sudden. He's toured with Ghostface Killer. He's toured with, toured with Raekwon. Uh, he's just a, a hell of a talent, and I think you're going to be blown away. We recorded this as he was going out on tour, and uh, we're going to drop this episode. He's in the middle of the tour right now. The tour is called, believe it or not, Slow Dogs. Let me say that again. Snow Dogs 2, Sledder Than Ever. He'll tell you the story. Uh, they went out uh, earlier uh, in March, and I believe that it's going all the way through till April 1st. So if you want to go out and see him, if you're local to the area, Friday, March 24th uh, at the Dover Brick House in Dover, New Hampshire, with Far Out and a couple other great acts. Uh, wow. So th- this is a departure for us on The Muse. Uh, we, th- in this case, uh, instead of looking at this like from a songwriter point of view, obviously it's hip-hop, so we played back some beats. And uh, everything you hear this artist do is dead live. We just hit the start, just like we always do, and recorded straight through this. No edits. We just basically fed the beats into headphones and uh, sat back and, and let them rip. Uh, I was blown away with this podcast. Uh, it was it was really enlightening to me uh, to be able to just sort of get my head into a completely different type of material, and uh, I think you'll, you'll you'll dig it on that level too. We have a special guest, uh, a young man named Gary Fawcett. Uh, Gary is actually premiering a podcast on this network, on the Red Wing Superior Podcast Network. Um, in a couple weeks, uh, maybe even before that, depends on uh, when it propagates to iTunes, his podcast is called The Real Fake News Podcast. He hosts it with his friend Scott. These guys are unbelievably filthy and unbelievably funny. So uh, bringing a new angle to the podcast network. Uh, and we'll, we'll see how that, that ecology goes. I apologize to some of the other podcasts on the network. I don't. I don't care. This is the best. I think you're going to be blown away. As always, you want to get in touch with us, The Muse Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or just go to the musepodcast.com, hit the contact us button, and uh, get in touch with us there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I9. Check, check. A little above low key. Exclusive. They say it's better when you reach the second time around That's right about the moment we could leave and head for higher ground Tantamount to how we handle ourselves We try to bury the wealth under the weight of what we lie about Time amounts to something we could never fathom Even if we had a reason to perceive that we could have it Wrapped around our little fingers but it lingers like a habit huh? And that's a weakness I could easily get trapped in It's not an accident we ask for what we have Send the bad into the universe and it'll give it back It's not your fault if you begin to think it lacks It's only hopeless if you focus on on the negative and past Life is what you make it when you spend your time with others Surround yourself with failure and you'll damage one another It's embarrassing and makes you wanna hide under the covers Well, let me 
share what I've discovered Nothing is final when you try to draw the line In the least amount of least amount of least amount of time Stuck in denial with the others going blind Well at least I had a reason to believe in what is mine Nothing is finite, you try to draw the line In the least amount of least amount of least amount of time Stuck in the limelight with others going blind Well at least I had a reason to believe in what is mine They say it's better if you justify the means By reaching for an end you only come to find your dreams That's not exactly how it should fit together You gotta put in the effort to find the balance that it needs A little less fairy tale, a lot more work And you can't be scared to fail, it probably won't hurt Well, not nearly as bad as wondering why You never gave it a try, which scenario is worse? I've exhausted every resource and sleep is more important Even me is slightly more than what I need to get on tour It keeps the door open a little for the next in-store performance Short of tightening the noose, I guess I'm slowly moving forward And isn't that the point of carrying the torch? Of course it's difficult at times Just by design you feel ignored and wonder why you can't afford to keep your hopes and dreams alive It's a stressful way of living If you don't believe me, try Nothing is final when you try to draw the line The least amount of least amount of least amount of time Stuck in denial with the others going blind Well, at least I had a reason to believe in what is mine Nothing is finite, you try to draw the line In the least amount of least amount of least amount of time Stuck in the limelight with others going blind Well, at least I had a reason to believe in what is mine Sometimes Advice isn't what it used to be It can be dangerously different from what you believe And truthfully, it's fine To be a little scared of what you can find And that's been going through the back of your mind And now it's only just a matter of time Before you let your weakest actions define Who you are, where you've been, and how you act A lack of empathy can factor into how you threw the facts It used to matter, now it's frivolous Consider this an act of self-destruction Just to keep my tarnished legacy intact Back to where it started when you first went off the tracks That's where you can find the answer to the questions asked Exactly how it's always been, you've never been taken aback Relax, it'll be fine, you can bet I'll be betting on black Nothing is final when you try to draw the line In the least amount, at least amount, at least amount of time Stuck in denial with the others going blind Well, at least I had a reason to believe in what is mine Nothing is finite, you try to draw the line In the least amount, at least amount, at least amount of time Stuck in the limelight with others going blind Well, at least I had a reason to believe in what is mine To believe in what is mine To believe in what is mine Yeah So yeah, that's a new song <laughs> What's up, everybody? Beats by El Chupacabra. <laughs> yeah, wow, right man, that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, take a take a moment, grab. Yeah, yeah get, get comfy. Get yourself comfy. There we go. Blue on down. All right. Beautiful. Wow. So the Muse Podcast takes a left turn here. <laughs> <laughs> First time playing back tracks. Yeah, and uh, for everybody following along, that was i nine. That was a hundred percent live. Yep, just uh, walking up to the mic. We're uh, monitoring on some uh, headphones here, and as live as it can be. So yeah. that was a backing track, and uh, and wow, that's crazy. When Thanks. did when did you start doing this? Is it, are you doing this your whole life? Is this uh? Um. Well, yeah. When I was younger, like I listen, used to listen to Crisscross when I was like four or five years old, <laughs> and uh. Yeah, right? And like I knew the whole album from start to finish. And my mom used to joke, he's like, oh, he's going to be a rapper one day. But I mean, other than that, no, I haven't done it my whole life. Uh, I started doing it around like eight, 17 or 18. Yeah. Wow. Like, so 
So uh, this is just, it comes up on the podcast a lot. So crisscross, what was the very first thing you got? What was, go all the way back. Like first, first, uh, uh, I, uh, well, I don't know if I want to uh, date you here, but um, Chris, any Chris kind of. Crisscross came out on a tape. Yeah, I was going to sure. say a cassette, right? So yeah. like, like the first time you went out and like bought something, like did you. Like, like with my own money? Yeah. Has, have you always <laughs> been into, into anything like hip hop or was this, did this start out that way? Or? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I used to listen to a lot of like when I was really young, like yeah. BC Boys and yeah. like uh, Easy E and like NWA, yeah. but and right. Onyx. I actually, uh, right. I think I was like five or six when I had the Back the Fuck Up. Yeah, and the, the only <laughs> reason the only reason why I had it was because my parents didn't figure out that because it was all capital letters. It was like Back the Fuck Up. It was all one word. And they clearly didn't word. look at like the track listing. Isn't there a song called like Black Vagina Finder on that? Is, album? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and uh, Jack, the Black yeah. Vagina Finder. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I had that when I was super young, That's too. That's small, right? So how yeah. would you get music? Would you be like, I want that, get that for me? Or are you getting it from... Back a, then, a, yeah. It was like strawberries or whatever. Really? Yeah. <laughs> classic. I, I just, yeah, right? It I just totally go in and be classic. like, oh, I want this. And they used to like... Uh, they used to... I remember um, the Easy e album... Uh, straight out of motherfucking Compton, it had like a <laughs> had like the scratch ticket shit that you could like scratch off with a penny, yeah, yeah, and it yeah. would that would be over the motherfucking part. And then I remember scratching it off. Oh, like, that's brilliant. Like I there is something, no way just, that mom and dad didn't know this. They're just they were hip. No, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they. I mean, crisscross was like four kids. So right. well, crisscross. Come on. Yeah, and I remember like they got me like this Christmas wrap. Uh, <laughs> album and it was like it was really corny now that I think about it no, but, that's, but of course it I was like okay. five I mean come on how could you that's not corny when you're that young yeah was it like yeah anyway wow that's fantastic uh, so the whole point of this thing um, you know the reason why the podcast exists is to try to talk a little more about how this stuff comes together mm-hmm. how does this kind of thing come together for example the, the track you just uh, you just performed what was that called least amount it's a working title great and so where does this start i think most people are going to have a pretty contrived idea i'll take the dog out a sec most people are going to have a pretty uh contrived idea about how this comes together they're going to go like okay so there's a a beats guy and then you guys buy a beat and all that they're not going to really understand how this actually happens oh okay yeah um well for this specific song um el chupacabra the uh my friend the dj uh, the guy who makes the beats uh we had an album together a couple of years ago called The Sembler, and this is the right. follow-up to that. So he's making all the music. He sent that to me one day, and um, that's not how all of my songs have started, but the right. way the way the, the most recent ones have been going, like he would come up with something that he liked and thought I would like, and he sent it to me, and then I was walking home from work because uh, I lived like a couple blocks down the road, right. uh, and uh, and I also don't have a car. I thought Gary was going to jump <laughs> jump all over that one. <laughs> uh, but uh, And I was listening to it on the way home, and I... And I heard that chorus and I just kept in my mind, I was like, least amount of, least amount of, least amount of time. That's all I had. And I was like, I need to remember that. So I went down, like I went, when I got home, I sat down and I ended up writing that whole song in one sitting, except for the last verse, which I kind of messed up on because that's kind of new. But uh, the first two verses in the chorus, I wrote, I just got home and like wrote it just because the beat was so good. Which is super weird because you normally... The chorus is like the last thing you yes. normally come up with. Yeah, I uh, like in my old song typewriter. I'm like, a, uh, I, the whole song is basically about the death of the English language and how bad I am at writing choruses. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and that one came first, and uh, and uh, the the chorus is what spoke to me first about the song, and then so that's why I'm saying it's like every time it's different. But do you write it down? Do you write 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 it down like with a pencil, or do you like sing it in your cell phone, or how what, does it work? Whatever is available. Uh, I like to 
do it with like a pen or a pencil at first. I mean, uh, if, if it's like, that's my first choice, but if I don't, then typing it like worst case scenario, I've, I've put down lyric, like whole, I wrote like a whole song, like on a bus or I mean, uh, uh, no, yeah. On a bus when I was going to Columbus, um, to do a show, I wrote like a whole song on a, my phone right? because that's all I had and I didn't want to forget it. Yeah. It just, it doesn't feel the same. Like if you have right. pen and pencil, you can kind of, well, the, for a long time I didn't use pen and pencil. I, I just used um, typing on the computer and uh, it wasn't until like Seth Seth on Gray, uh, Gray Street Green Street Seth on Gray Street I'm just kidding right. <laughs> no but uh, he, we were in a group together uh, human right. speakers um, and he was like no man like you gotta like get back to using a pen or a pencil or something like and and uh, when I type something I, I easily forget it but if I handwrite it like it's basically I just remember the song from then yeah you're in a big uh, in a big group of, of people that, that do it that way right. like there's something about physically making the letters and writing it mm-hmm. out and there's like a cadence to even just doing that, making the line and then making it. You can kind of choose where the lines are going to go and right. it just feels a certain way, right? You get a little bit more attached to the words too because when you type them, it's so easy to just delete them. Right. But like if you write it uh, like with a pen, especially it's awful. I usually write with a pen, which sucks because by the time the verse is done, it just looks like a war zone. Right. Sometimes it's like for least amount, it wasn't. Like I sometimes it just, uh, I'll just it'll all come at once. I don't know. Yeah. It flies and w- out. With, with like very, like, and I'll go back later on. I'll be like, I'm going to change this little part. But, yeah. um, a lot of times it's like, I rework a lot, like every, like each line. And like, by the time I'm finished a verse, the beginning isn't as good as how I ended it. So I'll go back and like, it's just like cyclical. And do you have a tendency to work on it as you go or do you just blast through, leave a bunch of lines on un- undone and then kind of fill them in? I don't like to leave anything undone. Um, I might stop at a verse, like I'll be like, oh, well, I still have like a second or third verse, whatever it is. I'll do that later, but I don't like ever leaving a verse like half written. Really? Yeah. Because well, I, especially because you can like I, I I have done that in the past, and you can tell there's like a disconnect. Oh, I see. So because you're feeling that the immediacy of actually just getting it done right here, like it's happening. Well, it's just so you're in like the same vibe as where yeah. you're writing the before, like because. I mean, unless something like is similar uh, and it, it's even hard sometimes from like, if I split up the verses, like if I don't write the whole song in one, you can see that it's like, well, this verse could have just been in another, in another song. It might be thematically the same, but like, it's not, it doesn't have that same feeling behind it. Right. Right. So that it's, you're leading toward You're, you're running, you're running through all my ideas uh, as, <laughs> as you're doing it. It's fantastic. So once that thing starts to, to happen, you get that positive vibe you're moving forwards you're like it feels like you're trying to get you're trying to capture it in the moment like quickly does right. that feel right um yeah yeah i as quick as i can and then ref- and then i'll refine it it, it, it all depends though because it's sometimes i'll devote certain amounts of time and be like i'm going to write a song today right and then that it's not as quick as i can that's where i deliberately like I plan things out and it takes a while. Other times, like with the least amount and a couple other songs, I'll get that inspiration and be like, shit, I need to find a pen right now. Yeah. So when, that's what I'm talking about. Those yeah. kind of things. I think uh, pretty much m- most artists, most art type people, creative people will have those moments where sometimes it's work, sometimes it's less work, sometimes it's the other way around. It's like, I, this is perfect right now. Right. It, and because it's a time-based uh, medium, you can't you can't just do, make a couple of pen strokes. You can't just take a photograph of it. You actually have to track it all out, put it down in line by line, get all the the, the work. Do you do you have a tendency to rhyme things as you write them? What do you mean? Well, I notice a lot of your material rhymes. 
Well, right. yes, it is hip hop. Yeah, it's right. usually no, the I, basis I, of. I know. <laughs> I, I know. And and look, let me just apologize ahead of time with a giant blanket apology. I'm going to take this way too fucking seriously. Okay, okay. that's fine. I where they, I come I think from, they knew that. yeah. I mean, it's just going to be all like you know. For me, this is like a, a an academic thing as well as okay. awesome, right? But. Yeah, so you're saying each, so the line that you're trying to get down also has to rhyme. This is like, it's a bitch. I don't have to do that. I can just write down any fucking words I want. Yeah, I'm jealous of that. Yeah, yeah I don't have to, I mean, they don't have to rhyme. They can be whatever the fuck, but, but you seem to be holding yourself to that standard, like right off, right as you're composing, you're, you're rhyming right as you go. Yeah? Right. Well, he also, <laughs> he kind of makes it harder on himself than it needs to be. Like most, most rappers will just make the timing pretty much the same and rhyme it. Like right. he gets to be like OCD and stickler about like syllable count, right? And right. Things like that. I diagram. Like, it. I think yeah, he has like a vent. Well, that kind of makes sense. You do a lot of like fast paced stuff, right? Right. Kind of it fit. It flowed really well. It feels really good Thank too. You. That's you know? actually like a slower song. Uh, <laughs> right. But uh, but yeah, I, I do that. Um, could you could you riff on what diagramming means for a sec? Yeah, sure. Uh, that's like that was what I was gonna start. Um, like if I have like a sentence and like and then like the sentence below it. I'm saying below it, like you can see what I'm doing. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> like the the, the, the line that rhymes with it. Um, uh, like I'll have inner rhymes. So it'll be like the first like five syllables will be vaguely similar to the next five syllables of the next line. And then like it will cross in sometimes like with the end of, so it'll be like an A, A, B, A kind of thing. Or right. like, but then, but even within the A, there's like, like four different right. ry- inner rhymes. And then, and a lot of it, I, again, like I'll try to make it as grammatically correct as possible. Like I wrote a song, I was like, I wrote a whole verse and it it started with the rhyme. It's about like, how are there so many people that I don't know how to relate with? And then it was like, and then I rhymed relate with like Jesus. four times. And then I realized and I'm like, oh, that's not, you can't end a sentence with a preposition like that. So, so, and like, this was four. See, See Gary? See, yeah. it's okay. Oh, yeah. So Go this ahead. is, so this is for like a song that we were doing on tour. So like, it's not even just my song. This was ended up being with uh, Isid and Primate and it was on the Fill in the Breaks uh, record. Shout out to them. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, dude, like it doesn't matter. Just. And I'm like, no, 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 it does, because I was the last one to to uh, record my verse. So then it was just like, how were there so many people with which I don't know how to relate? And then so I had Very to change nice. the whole rhyme to, from relate with right. to 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 relate. So yeah. like, yeah. but I mean, like in the end, like I guess no one would care except for me or like yeah. English teachers. But that's mostly what he raps for is English, English teachers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta. I, I'm on your side on this one. It, yeah. it just is not right until then, right? Right. That's. That's all the excuse I need. I mean, there are there, 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 like there's a me. little bit of poetic license. Like sometimes I'll know something is wrong, but it's yeah. the only way I can express it. And mm-hmm. even then, it's just like, uh, it's just that little like annoying feeling in the back of your yeah. head. It's it might out, feel out of necessity, right? It just has to be, right? I mean, it might feel small at the time, but down the line, when you put this, all of the examples of that happening over and over and over again, you know, on a long arc of different pieces, lots of music performances and all that that kind of dedication just absolutely shines through right. i mean it, it that's the difference and if it doesn't it usually haunts me like uh on my very first album that was released i uh there's a line it's like a myriad of reasons and if you're well versed in english you don't follow myriad the word myriad with of it's just right. a myriad reasons right so i like I, every time i hear that i just want to punch myself in the face and actually we did a, <laughs> we did a remix album of that and i re-recorded that song specifically to fix the myriad and myriad of awesome, situation yeah I, no i'm fascinated with that kind of dedication you just got to have it right. right how do you 
uh, where does that come from? How do you get the... Well, first off, how do you get that English functionality? Where did that come from? Uh, just school, I guess. I always loved English more than anything else. Uh, I'd really, I, was, I guess I was... Did you read I, a lot? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I was going to say I still do. I don't really read that much anymore. Um, yeah, I used to read a lot. I used to read all the time. I'm actually trying to get back into it with uh, David Foster Wallace, but yeah. uh, he's, he's quite difficult. It's dense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. my roommate, if he ever hears this, he'll make fun of me that I have uh, Infinite Jest, and yeah. it's just, I have like three different bookmarks into it, like 100 pages, 150 pages, and like 20 pages, and that's where I would just give up, where I'd be like, I don't even know what the hell I'm reading anymore. But, uh, well, that yeah. book, you need multiple bookmarks. So you <laughs> yeah. got like right. the footnotes and everything. Oh in my there God. Too. Yeah. That's, it's almost mathematical, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of a, it's almost like a gateway drug into Thomas Pynchon. Have you ever been down that, that no. sort of hole? Yeah. If you go with like, uh, um, what's a good, uh, 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 entry into Pynchon would be like Mason and Dixon is a good one. Cause it's sort of semi-historical, but it's still got that same strange composition, but yeah, it's what a knockout. Good point. So the more, so because obviously you got to you, you have to have the instruction in what the hell is a preposition in the first place? Right. Did you have like a teacher or something that was just like money or something? Well, point? no, that's what I was gonna say. Like I, I was gonna say blessed, but that's not the the word. Uh, just fortunate, I guess, to have mm-hmm. a string of good English teachers. They would all hate me for saying good. Sort <laughs> 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 of good English teachers, really. That's the you're fucking doing it right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. So I guess like just they're, say fantastic, man. Just yeah, fantastic right? English teachers. I, I guess it's just they've always in my own head just stuck around and have it's just there correcting me whenever I speak <laughs> in my own head. So yeah, I guess that reflects into the, my writing. Yeah, I mean it definitely does. And like uh, my seventh grade uh, English teacher actually comes to mind, Mr. Little. Um, he always was like show don't tell. Where um, obviously in writing you have to tell because you're you're writing it you can't show it with visuals but like you it, I always took it as like like instead of being like oh I'm hungry it's like just describe like describing the the feeling of hunger rather than just being like hey fuck it I'm hungry yeah which is more work but it, I don't know for well, it pays creation off, yeah I think it mostly comes from him wanting to make fun of other people for misusing the English there language. is that hey right on yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, I do love the power of being a prick. Yes. <laughs> well, it's funny because every artist, uh, art's a, uh, you could argue one of the ways of looking at art. Oh, I can definitely art. argue. <laughs> no, no, no. You could make an argument for, for art being like a long series of decisions, right? And so when you make a piece of art, it's the result of a number of decisions that you've chosen to make for whatever reason, right? So you're making these decisions all the time. You're being discerning. When you listen as an artist to someone else's work, if you're all just, oh, I love it all the time, if you can't be discerning, if you can't be critical about it, then you you have a tendency to, well, then how can you translate it into what you're doing with your own material? It's like you have to be able to have that ear, that critical ear all the time. You don't need to just tell the person that they're an asshole. <laughs> that's a good, <laughs> What you do with the criticism Obviously, this is my opinion, but yeah, show that's, don't that, tell. That's yeah, exactly. That's yeah. that's where you can you're, where 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 an artist can be a prick. But but yeah, I I can't think of an artist who isn't gonna be able to go. I love it. I hate it. I love it. I hate it. Like for everything. Right. Again, there. If you're in L.A., it's gonna be like, oh, dude, that's like the best thing I ever heard. Yeah. You're the best. <laughs> oh, God, we should work together someday. But once you get out of the room, it's gonna be back to, uh, right. to that kind of shit. Is there like a um. Man, I got a, a billion questions. All right, so so you tour in a completely different culture than I've ever been involved in. 
So you, you tour with, uh, have you ever done a tour with like, I apologize, uh, but <laughs> I haven't gone back and looked at your entire history because it's as fun to find it out directly from you than yeah. just look it up on the internet somewhere. That's fine. So have you ever done a tour where you have like a, a you know, a festival kind of thing where you're, where you're on tour with a large number of acts, that kind of thing? Is it no. usually pretty solitary? What's touring like for someone in your position? Somewhere in between that, I guess. Uh, <laughs> like the larger tours will be like maybe like six acts traveling traveling together but really okay um but like the smaller ones it's usually like one or two sometimes three um so it's it's not very solitary like i've never toured just by myself i think i would go insane right um but it's pretty low-key how long is a typical well first off can i just just give me some uh give me some words uh, to announce to go with Are we calling this hip-hop is this rap uh, what do you do i i mean i how do they classify you um i guess rap I mean, right. what would you say, Gary? Rap? rap? Yeah. I mean, like, I rap. I wouldn't consider, like... But I mean, the I material get, that you're making is... It's more like, I guess, like, underground hip-hop, underground if you want to get, like, right. uh, to be shitty about it. But, um... Right. Well, listen, we all know there's there's somebody who's like, okay, dude, there's, like, 15 different versions of underground hip-hop, yeah. and uh, you're East just Coast all underground. Uh, right. Underground hip-hop is just music that hasn't made money yet. <laughs> it's like right. indie, indie <laughs> hip hop. Yeah, sure. right? yeah. So what is a tour like that? How long is a tour like that? Um, are you going like six dates or are you doing 20 dates or typically? six? Oh no. Six is like a run. Like I, I, I do know, I, I, yeah. I do know people that are like, Oh, I'm going on tour. And then it's like four dates. I'm like, that's not tour. Right. If you can like sleep at home every night, right. it's not a tour. Um, this one coming up, I think is, this one's actually a shorter one. I think it's only like 15 or 16. Right. Um, usually, uh, like the, on average, it's probably like thirty to thirty-five days usually for a tour. Thirty-five days. How many? Uh, how many shows? In as many days? as we can pack in. Yeah. Are usually, you getting twenty-five in or? Yeah, around there, twenty-five yeah. to thirty. Sometimes, like we'll we'll usually do like we try not to do more than seven in a row. Right. So it'll be like like Monday show, Tuesday show, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday show, and then that Monday it's like we have a day off. Yeah. Fuck this. Right. <laughs> right. Just so we don't <laughs> die. Yeah. Exactly. Especially because like uh, as. Uh, as a rapper, like my one instrument is my voice and like my voice will just be shot if I keep going. Right. Plus you're not getting paid by the syllable, which means you have, you're, <laughs> if you're, I was getting paid by the syllable. I was going to say you're, you're kind of in reverse value mode. Cause you, you seem to put out a lot of material per minute. Right. You know? <laughs> I know I should have paced myself <laughs> from the beginning. Uh, so, but tours like that are these bus tours. How does this usually work? Uh, there have been bus tours, but that's not usually what I do. Um, usually it's, it's more of like a DIY kind of thing where, um, we'll, I mean the past couple of ones we've like rented a car, but like, right. it's, it's just like a passenger vehicle, sometimes a van. Uh, we had a, like a conversion van that was like an RV that right. one time that was great. How many, uh, so when you tour, when you're on stage, what's your normal setup? Do you have a DJ? Do you yeah. play backing tracks? What uh, do you well, usually do? Shoop, uh, El Shupacabra, he usually... Where he's toured with me a few times. Um, depending if it's like a long tour, he'll come with me. But like on the shorter ones, like the shorter tours, I usually like start in the Midwest and then come back east. So he'll do the East Coast shows and I'll just, um, usually there's like a, a house DJ there or something. Or like Far Out, who I'm going on tour with now, like we DJ for each other. Far Out is... A rapper from Kansas City, or he lives in Kansas City. Right, I apologize to I'm apologizing to massive rap fans because uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm not even going to try to be cool here. So. No, that's all right. Yeah. So you said you'll DJ for one another at that point, right? Oh, that's cool. But I mean, that's just that's just because Far Out and I have toured a couple times together, so we know each other's material. Right. But um, usually, if it's like 
if if Shoop can't make it, I, I I do shows with DJ Myth also with our other group, uh, Human Speakers, me, Seth on Gray Street, and DJ Myth. Right. So there's that. But other, it, usually at a, a hip hop show, there'll be a DJ, and then I'll give him the beats, and then. Right. No, I understand. Right. Normally, that there's going to be a, a general DJ at a hip hop show that's going to DJ for right. everyone, yep. with the exception of maybe certain acts. Right. And, and sometimes I've done it off of my own phone. Really? Yeah. DJ right Android. Um, <laughs> really? There was one time where. Uh, oh, see, I love that shit. Somebody now you're called in my me. zone there. Yeah. Somebody, no. Yeah. In the middle. Yeah, and I answered it, so their voice was coming through the speakers. Awesome. Um, <laughs> that actually turned out to be pretty funny. Um, I'm going to call you all the time. No, now. I put it in airplane mode. <laughs> Now, I've learned my lesson. <laughs> because of Gary. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, that's, yeah, but that's not a typical thing. Normally, you're yeah. going to have a DJ there. Right. You're going you're gonna to go from there. And then you're going to provide, you're providing backing tracks. And um, so I noticed the track that you gave uh, me to, to put up for you to do that was show length. So basically, that's how it's going to go. Yep. Do you find most of the material that you guys go out with... Um, I mean, are you in particular that most of the material is it locked down? I mean, do you feel like you're putting down some pretty fast I mean, verses? I would imagine they're pretty locked down, right? Like, I would say like a good like eighty five percent of my show is locked down. The rest of it's all freestyle. Sometimes I'll I'll screw up and uh, which I almost did in this uh, earlier, and I was right. just like, oh shit, here we go. Right. Uh, and just from just from especially newer songs, screwing them up, it's. I can like easily shift into a freestyle and like I'll know where the chorus is and I'll come back into it. Um, yeah. Where if people didn't, if I didn't like laugh at myself while I'm doing it, people would have would have no idea. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, and then some of it like we'll just do freestyle. Like the DJ will play a beat and I'll just freestyle for a little bit. Um, yeah. And I like to do I like to do songs differently than when they sound on the album. Also, just so it's cause otherwise I could just hit play on my album. And be like hey, right. This is fucking it. Buy it. Right. So. It's inspirational at the moment. You're like, oh, let's let's go this way, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Especially like it 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 all depends on like the the atmosphere of it too. Like if it's like a crazy crowd, like I'll jump into the crowd and like do other things. And like if there's if like Shoop is with me, Shoop will sometimes like cut out the beat that I'm rapping over and like throw in a classic beat. And then I'll just I'll adapt my style to reflect. Oh. Like uh, like Annie up like I'll switch like he'll switch to Annie up and like I'll start rapping my words but like mimicking the way they do the chorus and Annie up and just stuff like that and you yeah so this is just a uh, that could be a surprise you think yeah 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 we like to keep it fresh and just different a lot that's cool but I mean you can only really do that with with someone like like him who you who you've worked with a lot and he knows right you know what I mean oh yeah because like, otherwise yeah. it could just come to a who knows crashing what the fuck will happen, right? yeah. yeah. Yes, especially if it's not done correctly, right? <laughs> like, or if it's like shock. Like I mean, he'll he'll sometimes do it to surprise me, and like I'll adapt. But like but if somebody else know like, each other, right? right so right, it's right. like he's not gonna like you know, and like throw and, you under and, the bus and everyone will know that that just happened. Like right. you'll see me turn around. Yeah, and like sure. I never turn around. I'll turn around and I'll be like, "What?" And like, well, he'll have a smile on his face, and like we'll keep going with it. Right but on. And that does keep like hip hop shows a little bit more in the moment and a little bit more special. Like, um, I remember like we used to go to like, I don't know you guys probably never heard of Sage Francis, but, uh, he's a great rapper, but he would do like all of his songs over beats that were nothing like yeah. the original beat that, oh, that's cool. and it was, it's, it was cool trying to see him like in the moment, try to fit those rhymes into a completely different, like completely different beat. Yeah. Right. And pull it off. So, 
to finish the conversation about the uh, the first piece there. So you got the thing, you have it controlled, you you have most of it, if not all of it, is is knocked out pen and pencil mm-hmm. or whatever. You got it to a, a certain point. Um, I know every musician that I know of, every songwriter, every composer, you finish the work. Then if you actually have to perform it, you, you, you're, you're in that weird position where, as a musician, you have to go back and learn your own fucking song so you can remember how to do it. How do you remember the material? Do you have to go back and endeavor to, re- to remember the rhyme? Depends. Uh, sometimes a song will take me so long to write by the time I'm done with it, I will never forget it. Because, oh, I see what you mean. So right. like when I'm doing it, like it, like say I get, sometimes I'll write a song that's like 16 and it's done. And that's the t- those are the ones that are the hardest to remember. But sometimes I'll get like four bars into it and then I don't know what that fifth bar is going to be. So I'll be playing whatever the beat is and I'll say those four bars trying to like coax something out yeah. to, and then so uh, that's just repetition in my head. Other times, if it's not like that, uh, like I said, usually handwriting it again. Like if I transcribe it from something to something else, then I just remember it all. So that's how you'll do. You go back and write it down again, and right if I have to. Yeah. Like, um, and other times, uh, other times recording it usually is what what solidifies it. Like if I once I record a song, like I. If you think I'm a perfectionist writing, writing, you should hear see me recording. Like I'll do like a, you saw me do Afraid to Dream. That yeah. how many fucking takes was that? Like a thousand? I don't know. I left. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he would he would leave and come back like hours later, and I'd still be on the same part of the same verse. And he's just like, Jesus Christ. Uh, so like by that time, like it's never escaping. Like I I got it down. Yeah. So like I recorded a demo of least amount. That's why I know that one. But like I don't think I recorded the. Like I, I didn't record it like the the final track of it, so like I still it's still a little bit iffy. Um, yeah, but once you've been to war with the thing it, yeah, in a recording session, you're you're not going to forget that. exactly. Yeah. And if I do, then I can freestyle my way out of it. Yeah, and I know it well enough to jump back into it. Man, that that parallel what you just said just parallels so many things. The idea that if you have the confidence to be in a difficult position, to be in a weird position and still be comfortable, find your way out, find some inspiration from that moment, that parallels so many things when it comes to creative work. Sure. You know, that confidence of just knowing, I mean, I come from like a, a jazz background mm-hmm. and it's better to just not know what's about to happen right. mo- most of the time. And then knowing that the people that you're playing with, like you said, in your case, you have you know, maybe a DJ who is familiar with you, mm-hmm. knowing those people are going to keep it pushing forwards, getting out of that super comfort. The confidence to work within that is, is some sort of interesting mastery for me. Anyway, I love, I love that idea. So that just knocked me out. You're like, yeah, if I get in trouble, I'm going to freestyle my way out of it. Right. That's fucking beautiful. Nice. And that took, that took a lot of time for you to get to that. It did. Point freestyle was, I think like when you started doing like the occasional rap battle that, that helped a lot. It, it, yeah, it, that definitely did. It helped with the confidence too. All right. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, okay. Uh, I was just going to say like, I f- I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like the freestyling thing is that kind of like just like chops on an instrument. Like if you don't practice doing it, do you lose some of the yeah the fluidity or, or flexibility? Definitely. Yeah. Um, which is weird. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's like there's, a, there's a, like a natural talent to it. Sure, sure. But I never had that starting out. So uh, there was a thing called Rap Night. Also, uh, Jesse Ill by Instinct and Shoop. That's how I met yep, Shoop. Okay. Uh, they they inherited it and they uh, we ended up spreading it to New Hampshire. So there's two, where, two rap nights. Where's that? Uh, it's at the. It's now it's called. 
it was at the asylum in Portland. It used to be at the Big Easy in Portland. Then it oh, was yeah. at the asylum. But then the asylum just got renovated, and now it's called something else. Right. So that's going to open up again in like a month. And then it's at the Shasky in, in Manchester, New Hampshire. Yeah, the Shasky, yeah. And there's an open mic to start it and to close it. So I was just going every Wednesday before there was even one in New Hampshire. And I was like the worst when I started, and then I became one of the best wow. out of them. Not the worst. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 Not. Not the worst. There are. I mean, it's an open mic. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's the occasional so, nightmare. Yeah. Sure. Cindy, Sharon's mom, when she got up and rapped, she was even worse than everyone else. Right. right? Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I still feel like there's a. Yeah. I'm. I'm running into the stereotypes. I mean, face face reality. People. People who. Uh, who are are fans of the genre. People who go out to shows. People who are who are comfortable with it. Are close to it. Understand what's really going on. People who are not are going to get this stereotype version of what actually this is like. Right. So, especially with rap. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. So, the rap battle, I mean, basically, you, this can be fucking McDonald's commercial where they're rap battling. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like so, it's a really, you know, uh, I don't know, fake kind of cartoony version. But how does that actually come about? I mean, you say there's a rap night. Are, are you really, is this really sort of eight mile kind of like? No, well, stuff? no, the, the, um, the, ra- I, the rap I, night. I'm asking because is... I'm certain that it's not like yeah. that. <laughs> the, well, it, it is one night a year and that's the ruckus cup that the rap night holds. Uh, the ruckus cup. The ruckus cup. I'm a two-time champion. Ah, uh, right on. And uh, Is it a ranking kind of thing? It's a tournament. It's 16. It, there's no, a pr- but I mean, is like the point of the rap to put down your, yes. your opponent? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, a, it's like eight mile. It really is. Yeah. Well, yeah. I actually played in the shelter on tour where Eight Mile was. Oh no! Yeah, no. Cool. I was trying to make myself throw up in the bathroom so we could film it (laughs) as like a promo, but I couldn't. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, no, like that night once a year is like straight up like out of like Eight Mile. I mean, because Eight Mile was based on battles that were like happening in Detroit. Yeah, I'm kind of digging for the the difference between like Eight Mile didn't create that. Sure, sure. No, I'm certain. But it's not it's not as Hollywood either. Like there, obviously, if it's freestyling, like you're gonna everyone screws up. Sure. Um, and so yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. It's 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 a lot of negativity also. A lot which of ga- is fun. <laughs> yeah, which is fun. <laughs> uh, it's fun occasionally. But um, there, there was actually one that I just did uh, that I ended up getting all the way to the finals and they did like a triple overtime and I ended up losing to the hometown hero it was in mass uh, where each round of the tournament was had different rules where uh, like you had to use like movie titles. You had to like physically draw DVDs out of a bag and then rap about them. That was some, one of my favorites. Some Iron Chef shit there. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Kind of Delta hand. Like, I, I even did. I even did mine, and then like grabbed the other person's and did his, and then oh, kept right reaching on. in the bag. Oh. They're like, "No, I'm like, no, I'm gonna do this whole bag." Like, yeah. Uh, Show off. Yeah. You went from Point Break to Sound of Music. That's funny. <laughs> point Break was one of them. That's not the one I of had. Of course, because if I'm buying DVDs for a rap battle, I swear I'm getting fucking there, Point absolutely. Break. Absolutely. There was a lot of Tom Cruise and Beetlejuice. Yeah. Oh, Beetlejuice was it. There was a clear and present danger. That was one of them. Um, oh yeah. Uh, not that anyone that we just said so is in that. I'm just trying to. Yeah. yeah. Footloose, I think was one. Yeah. Of them. Oh, right yeah. on. Right. It's well, funny. Caddyshack. I wish. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, no, the rap night is just like the open mic is just freestyling. Like sometimes battles will emerge, but we'll kind of nip it in the bud and be like, hey, we're we're having fun here. So it's but just it's like, less of a competition. Normally, it's not a competition yeah, at gotcha. all. Gotcha. It's just. It's just a bunch of rappers but then and once people a year, that want to be rappers that, yeah, once a year, show the gloves come off. bring your fucking shit. Yeah. Wow. That's actually approaching in like a couple of weeks. I might, I don't know, I might do it again. I, I kind of retired, but then I came out of retirement to only get 
like triple overtime in the finals in a different state. So I'm kind of pissed. Yeah, That's yeah, the redemption, man. Yeah. This is uh, Rocky Two or whatever. No, it's Rocky Four. Rocky Four. Yeah. Right, yeah. Wow. So okay. So you're uh, okay. So let's bring it around. What like right now when you're out when you're seeing things when you're uh, touring you're 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 seeing other acts maybe do you do you have a tendency to I'm guessing to tour with the same acts for most of a tour like a tour is a package of acts that go yes. out is that correct yeah yep so you don't see a lot of different um, acts when you're out there no I, I every well there's the tour package which would be like uh, uh, um, for this next one it's far out and me um, but each show has like three oh, or four locals great. So what do you love? What is it? What just like you're like, oh, fuck, that's fucking unbelievable. Is it something that's really new and different or do you just see people that are at the top of their game? What knocks you out? What just like makes you like want to call your friends? Um, well, both, actually. Like sometimes I've seen some like insanely good people that it's like how have like like, like if you heard like Jarv, like Jarv, Jarv's yeah. one of them. Um where you see somebody like that, like I played a show with him in Vermont and I was just like, holy shit, this kid is amazing. And Ari the Rugged Man thought so too uh, later on. But uh, he like, he was really like, it, like, so there's that. And then there's other times where like, it'll be variety shows or something that's like totally not what I'm used to and it'll just blow me away. Like different acts that, like not even rap. Sometimes that'll be like a, like there was one we did in Cincinnati that was like a, a punk and hip hop show and there was a punk band that I loved and ended up following them and getting their album and stuff. Awesome, yeah. Yeah, following them on online, not like to Around. their car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were never found again. Um, but yeah, so it, it's a little bit of both. How did this whole thing? Um, I'll ask you a couple more questions. Maybe we can uh, we can we can do something else. So cool. we'll put a little more music in. But how did this whole thing sort of become a reality? You don't have to tell me your whole life story here, but I mean, like, is there? Can you think of a moment where this went from? I think this can happen to this is going to fucking happen. Uh, well, there's a couple moments. One of them, I would say, would be when I ended up working with Idea from Idea and Abilities, like one of my, like my, my favorite rapper and like my, I guess, idol. I don't know if that's the right word. But yeah. So, but you were, so you obviously knew this person, you were into the act yeah, and then like, all of a sudden you're working with this guy. Exactly. Like when I, I don't even remember how old I was. I remember Gary, you took me to the first idea show I was at and you yeah. showed me and my brother idea. Yeah. And I, I think I was like 15 or 16. It's probably 2000, 2001. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Right after. Yeah. I was going to say uh, 2000. I, I don't think I was in high school yet. Um, but, uh, and then, like, so working with him, and like, he hit me up because we were, we ended up both being on an album that came out in Sweden, uh, Big Beats Breaks and Big Smiles Volume Two. And then, uh, Christoph Crane, who is amazing as well, was talking to me, and he was like, Oh, I'm really good friends with Idea. Like, I'll have him hit you up. And then we ended up doing a song. So that was huge. That's where, like, that was my end game, just to work with Idea. Uh, and then he uh, ended up passing away shortly after that, which was oh, devastating. But, uh, and and it got to the point where like we, like we were we would hang out backstage like me Gary idea like he introduced me to his mom and like his uh, DJ like DJ abilities who I ended up uh, touring with a couple years later wow. like a mini tour um, but uh, yeah so there's that that one but I could have just stopped there and been like I I did it like that's all I wanted to do but then um, the whole the Wu Tang thing happened which uh, I've talked about before uh, right. many times but I was at a show that ended up being a benefit show and I remember almost being mad about that because I was like it was right before Christmas and I was like oh I'll use this money to 
Christmas shop, like for extra gifts for everyone. But then it turned into a benefit show, but it was for one of my friends. And I was like, oh, okay, like I'm still going to do this. Like (laughs) it was a a good cause. I'm like, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm like, oh, whatever. Charity. Yeah, right. (laughs) So, uh, and then Riza happened to be there. And Riza sat down and was like, who's that? Go get him. And then I had to go through like four layers of. Wu Tang security to, uh, and then I finally talked to him because you're a super intimidating guy. <laughs> they were, uh, yeah. no, you are, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make sure you check this guy all the way out yeah. before he they talks to me. Um, yeah, and no, uh, no, I'm joking. And then he uh asked me to come to Rock the Bells, so I went to Rock the Bells with Shoop and Jesse, and then I was backstage at Rock the Bells. Yeah. And he was like, hey, uh, how would you like to open up for me on a national tour for The Man with the Iron Fists, the movie? And that yes, just, please. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Was as simple as that. This guy took a liking to what you did. Right. You had a, a short relationship. You did a little work together, and then he just offered you this. This. Uh, well, yeah. Well, we actually hadn't worked together at all. Uh, oh. Okay. He just saw me, and I got he got my number, and then he called me and was like, "Hey, we're come out to rock the bells. I want to talk to you about something." No, and I, I went it, yeah. there, and then. How how long before that tour went out? Um, it was from Rock the Bells. Was it like six weeks later? Or we... I think it was a couple months. Um, yeah. it was uh, it was in like the end of 2012. I think, I think that's when it was. I think it was November of 2012. And uh, we played like Mandalay Bay, House of Blues in Vegas, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, House of Blues in California. Do you mind me asking? I mean, and you know, and and, and push me off if this doesn't work. But like in that moment, the time between that moment that hey, you go out on tour, and then the actual tour starting. Was that, were you okay? Was that, were you just psyched the entire fucking time? Or uh, did you, I was did you nervous. fucking like want to run away? I mean. Well, no, I mean, I was, I was psyched for it, but I was also like, holy shit. Like, I mean, I've, I, I had been going on tours before that, but they were all DIYs and this was a major yeah. motion picture tour. Yeah. And, and, and please keep in mind, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that you were, you know, cowardly or some bullshit like that. No, what yeah. I meant was it goes for me that would you're going from that moment where this is something that you want to do, something you know you're good at, something that's cool, and now it's actually going to fucking happen. And that's that's universal to everything. That's yeah. not just rap music. This right. is everything. How did you could you just did you just put your head down and say, "Let's do this?" I mean, it was pretty surreal. Uh, I was excited when he asked me. I was like, "This is incredible." Of, of course. course, of course I want to do this. Uh, but then as it drew closer, I was just like, "Oh man, like this is Especially when I was looking up like the capacity. I think you, because I, I went to one of the shows that was down in Boston. It was yeah. like the first show of that. The tour. second tour. Uh, the second show. Yeah, yeah. And I think you felt better after that other kid that opened up got kicked off the tour. Because oh. like, <laughs> yep. Rizzo was like, this kid sucks. And you, he was like, yeah, you can, you can still come. I think you felt better after uh, that. Yeah. Who, who was that kid? He had some weird gimmick, right? Kosher Dills. Kosher Dills. Kosher. Kosher Dills. Yeah. He, had, uh, he was wearing like. No. Yeah. Well, I don't want to. We don't want to turn it into a thing, but. It's fine. It just didn't work is what you're saying. Yeah. He ended up getting kicked off the tour. Um, I don't think he ever admitted that. I don't. He might. I mean. Do you I feel like that care. was a, a moment of validation? Is that what it is? Is that what you're getting at, Gary? It, 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 like, it yeah, was yeah, like yeah. a series of moments of validations. Like uh, Supernatural was on the tour and like. I would always sit around and like watch his sound check because his sound check is just him freestyling and he's one of the best. Like it, that's like all he does. It's all he does. It's like the his best whole freest- show is freestyling. Yeah, yeah. and that's like there was one time he was doing a sound check and he was freestyling about me and the song I did with Idea and how cool he thought that was. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this is oh, incredible. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, and like the the first show was was horrifying. 
because it was in Brooklyn, not because it was in Brooklyn, but it was in Brooklyn and it was the closest to his hometown. So it's like, it was like the jump off point. Like, Hey, like usually I, I like doing my home show when I get back. So it's like they, the coming home show, but this was like right. the send off show for RZA again. And I, uh, cause they're from Brownsville and uh, you're like, so this guy's going to open the show. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. I, and I was first and like, yeah. and I don't really, my music doesn't, it's not the same as, yeah. as Wu Tang. So, but uh, I did it, and people liked it. And then I did this Pat Benatar uh, cover that uh, for my outro, which usually was it hit me kills with your it. Best no, it's uh, We was Belong. It? Oh, We uh, Belong. Yeah, right on. We Belong. Yeah, and I go like super fast in it, and people right. were people were liking the verse because they're like, "Oh, this is the fastest he's gone yet." And then the chorus kicked in, and it's Pat Benatar singing like "We Belong to the Night," and like everyone just like crossed their arms. Oh, and, like, fuck that! Right? And like yeah. I just and like it just looked like they were going to bum rush the stage and kill me. Yeah. Uh, and I looked at Shoop, and I did like the the cutting of the neck motion, and he cut it, and I just freestyled and like did like a super fast written thing and ended it, and just like and people were like, "Oh, okay, like we're not gonna." kill him redemption yeah wow. but like and then i we cut that from the rest of the tour <laughs> really? um <laughs> so like, a wise weird, choice. A good song. yeah i know and, it, and it, i still i brought it back on like uh far out makes me play it uh i forgot about that it's yeah funny. yeah I, I brought it back um i should i mean i still have that beat um but anyway uh yeah so it was it was kind of nerve-wracking but as it went on it was it was awesome yeah so you pushed right up to the right up to the fire yeah and Got a little burned and you pop back and... I had stage fright for the first and only time of my entire life on that tour, once. Uh, and it was in Vegas when it was the sold out show at Mandalay Bay. Like I went on stage and my legs stopped moving. Yeah. And I and like I was still rapping just fine and I my legs would not move. And it was really weird because that's never happened to me. Uh, I usually get nervous at their... Like I get nervous before shows that it's not going to go well. Like there's not going to be people right, there. I right, never get right. nervous that there's people. Like right. I want there to be... I would... Yeah. It, so this was... I don't know what the capacity is like two or three thousand people or something. It was, it was a lot of fucking people and like my legs wouldn't yeah. move. And then I looked down and one of my shoes were untied or was untied. And uh, I remember kicking off my shoes and just kicking them off stage. And I was like, Hey, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And right. people started laughing and <laughs> Riz's tour manager, uh, came up to me seven at the end. He was like, Hey, that was, uh, that was really funny. It was really good what you did there. You know, like your shoe came untied and you kept it going and you didn't ruin the show. And I was like, Oh yeah, thanks. He's like, yeah. He's like, but next time wear fucking black socks. Right, yeah. Cause I had white socks on. It was just <laughs> blinding everyone. So, so, and from then on, so always right. black socks. Oh, he's got black yeah, socks on right now, yeah. people. I've even, never gone back the, to white socks. Even in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. And and uh, I think, you know, stage fright takes people, takes everybody different ways, you know. But uh, if it, it, unless someone has experienced what's that, what that's like, yeah. it's it's very hard to describe. Um, it's not it's like awful. having an anxiety attack. It's it is a true loss of control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My legs wouldn't work. And I remember being so bummed out about it that uh, I was like, "Well, the the California show is going to be a bigger crowd." Uh, excuse me, and um, I was like, "I'm going to kill this one. It's my last chance. Like this yeah. is the last show." And and by that time, I had moved up from. There were there was basically like two shows. There was like the opening show, and then there was like the RZA, Supernatural, and You God show. I started out from being the opening of the opening show right. to the whole opening show happening, and then there was a break, and then I started out the second part of the show. It was me, then You God, then Supernatural, then RZA. Right. So you were like crazy. opening the real show, or yeah. Whatever. So yeah. like I moved all the way up to where as yeah, close as I could have been. Yeah, but you must have hit right. with monster fucking energy on that thing. Oh, I, you yeah. just must have come out like well. The best part, fucking smoking. <laughs> the best part was uh, I was wearing 
um, like it was California, so it was warm. So like I'm in a t-shirt and shorts, and we park the van, and they and they valet park the van. And uh, I left all my. Oh sh- no! Your shit's in the. Oh, oh yeah. Fuck. So so I'm like, okay, oh, like we we do the sound check. And I'm like, all right, like, and they're like, all right, we're gonna the show's gonna start in like a half hour. I'm like, cool. I'm like, where's the van? And they're like, oh, like they parked it. I'm like, yeah, like where is it? They're like, it's on the other side of California. I'm like, yeah. what? They're like, yeah, it's like it's like 45 minutes from here. That's where we valet park our cars. So I had to do the last show of the tour oh, no. in fucking green cargo shorts <laughs> and like my own I-9 t-shirt that like I slept in. And, oh, and then at that point, I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to live this one down. So I'm just right. going, I just went all out. And he actually only sleeps to. in his own t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's trial. But once you've been through that trial, like yeah. what else can bother you, uh, right? Yeah. You're forced to use your own tour shirt <laughs> as your shirt, man. That's uh, so Coldplay. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> not, not cold. Like. Yeah, I'm not certain that was a compliment. No, no I don't no, think it was. was. Not a compliment. No, uh, no, no, no. But I have a feeling you're going to be okay, right? Yeah, you, so you, you made it. Okay. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. All right. Well, let me see. Uh, let me see what's going on here. Um, uh, beforehand, up. yeah, we were uh, we were talking about doing a second piece here, and you had asked me, hey, you know, do you have some beats? And I think without stopping, let's try this. Let me well, let me test something just for a sec here. Let me just see if I can get one of these things to play. Spoiler alert! He made this right before we started. <laughs> yeah, I can. Hear I don't know it. what that spoiler. You can. It. I can hear it. You can hear it. And it is yeah. recording. Yeah, I'm gonna try a new verse that it's from my new album. It's a song that I have with uh, ADM Chesky and Seth on Gray Street. Great. So this is uh, so you're not just freestyling here. This is a uh, this no. is something that you have together. No, I mean we can freestyle too. But no, uh, that's up to you. It's, it's all right. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try this verse because it's it's the other two songs that I picked are relatively similar, and trying to show a range here. So oh, that's all good. So do uh, you want to tell me? Do uh, you want to talk about what this about ahead of time, or you want to talk about it afterwards? I'll talk about it after. Okay. All right. All right. right on. So uh, well, here we go. Let's see what happens. I'm gonna try this one sitting down too. Okay. It's probably a bad sitting idea. down. I don't know. All right. Here we go. Uh, if you need levels or whatever, uh, whatever. But I'm just gonna make it happen. Go. Check. <laughs> all right. This might have to switch to me standing up, but we'll try it. So this is one of the new verses. Uh, I used to have so many places to settle my metal impediments, peddling sediments, sending the message to anyone that we believe in the reasons for spreading intelligence, medicine, ready to get wedded, or heading for ready one, ready to listen, and fighting the system of suicide. Who am I battling? Why did I tackle this mission all in an instant? The entire situation switched, and the fans would only listen if you plan to make a hit. So be safe and take the hit. Fading away is not a myth, and I guess it isn't my place to say what may or may not exist. I hate to miss the bigger picture by only focusing on the negative. Anything less would be uncivilized, anything more would be repetitive. And instead of having a second thought about calling the subject sensitive, I'll refrain to take a part in everybody's left representatives as in the function of what I have seconds the base of my ego a little important I'm sort of the portraits of who I am losing my footing with no one around to enforce it the source is forcing me to pour my heart and solo the music is leaving me barely and I'm trying to let this killer's approach and I'm hoping I'll never be useless and then Chessie comes in right there with a fire verse you've heard it but uh yeah so it's like that's one of the new verses uh oh yeah I'll keep going uh all right here I am in this podcast I guess it's a good time for me to even talk fast and maybe release a couple bomb tracks I don't know if you could even get on the mic and stop that But there's no one else so I guess I'm talking to myself And I'm just trying to sit down while I'm running out of breath Or my health could actually diminish I'm not even being finished I'm just trying to go off of this lyricism when I'm 
dim-witted, I don't know if I can actually flow But this is fine because it's actually live and I'm loving the show So we could do this every time when I'm just trying to know what the hell is going on in my mind But I'm just... No, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Let me bring it back and do this again. We might have to edit this because after this, we actually might not be friends. But if we are, then maybe we will and maybe we can get a drink after like 30 days when I take some time to think. That's a little bit personal. I don't know if it's a little hurtful. I'm just trying to do this and I'm pretty sure that this sweater is purple, but you can't see this so I could be lying. It's the truth. I'm like an alternative fact. I'm in the Donald Trump booth right here doing a little freestyle for the crowd, but that's just us right now. And kicking it loud. Yeah, that was that was kind of it, it's kind of hard to freestyle over a fast beat, but you know, right on. We can man. we can cut all that out later. Yeah. Did I swear in that? I don't fucking care. That was beautiful, <laughs> man. I'm trying I'm trying this thing where it's like freestyling without swearing, which is difficult, very difficult. <laughs> I don't want I won't ask you why you're trying to do that, but you know, just I guess a challenge. Uh, I yeah, I mean, oh, I wrote a song. Yeah, speaking of challenges, like I wrote a song. Should have done that instead of freestyling. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you. For for me, yeah. I mean, this is what you do all the time. For me, that was fucking unbelievable. Oh yeah, like, that was great. That was just you're in and out of this this sort of flow state that just happens, right? And you can hear, you know, you're freestyling, Deanne, and you're on the spot, and <laughs> yeah. and I'm fucking with the sound and shit like that, and to you know, and and so people understand. I mean, Gary, Gary is, left; it was so bad, he's gone. Yeah, well, he's, <laughs> back. Gary's back, not impressed. Man. No, but the but it's it's so. It's so real. Like yeah. there's an awesomeness. I'm sure it drives you nuts if it's not like a certain. Oh, way. I'm gonna I'm gonna rage quit when I hear this. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck was that? I can't. I'm but, talking about how I'm good at freestyling and then that shit happens. But, but no, I mean, there's like a push and pull to it too, though, yeah. right? Like you kind of yeah. like you get a little tripped up and then you bring it back and yeah. kill it for a minute. You know what I mean? It's like, right. it was cool. I and liked it. usually like there's somebody else like Seth on Gray Street or something like w- like we call it like the the plane that's crashing. Like you yeah. save each other from that plane. Yeah, of crash, course, right? It's, it's like, funny. I was trying to grab another sound and bring it up but I'm like you know what I'm just gonna make it worse so you yeah. know yeah that's the whole thing is so fucking fascinating you are in the moment of creation but it seems like you have you know you don't have a library of, of shit that you're gonna say but you're so comfortable being in that moment that it 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 just kind of comes well, I'm, glad, I'm glad that's how forwards. it came across because yeah. I was I was f- like floundering for a little bit but uh I'll give him like a f- 4.5 out of 10 on that one. <laughs> oh man, I think that means we have to try that again later. Wow. But yeah, 4.5 Gary, out of 10. That's man, rough. Fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> I find that like, I mean, it's like anything. You have to kind of get into the groove. I find like your second time around is always a lot better. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. See, that's why, uh, especially at rap night, like the first open mic, like before the show really even starts, is like. That's where everyone like that's what that kind of freestyle would be, just like testing it out, testing right, the waters, and then right. like at the end of the night is like you're like, all right, I'm I'm in the zone. You're usually um, drinking at that point though. So yeah, I, drinking I don't know if that helps. Um, no, no, I don't well, know. I think there's a fine line. Yeah, there is a fine line, and I usually cross it. <laughs> I've seen you pass it's that like playing line. pool or something. You have a couple of beers, you get a little better, and then you start yeah. to get sloppy. I mean, you're there's you've the got a very zone. technical style too. I mean, right. it's like rapid paced. I would imagine that if you you know, have too much to drink. It, uh, <laughs> there, you get a little mush mouth or I, something. There was, there was one time where I don't know why I'm bragging about this. I guess, I guess it's more oh, like, feel a, free I, I feel like this is like it's an, more of an admission. Yeah. Yeah. This is like AA now. You're uh, totally in a safe place. There, man. there was one time where I was leaning up against the wall at the brick house. And I remember that there was like an indentation in the wall because it was like a hardcore show and somebody got like shoved into it and like, and it, it busted up the wall. But I remember this finding that brick house in Dover in Dover. Yeah. yeah. This is a long time ago. And I remember finding that like oddly comfortable. So I, I guess I blacked out 
And then I woke up in the same like divot in the wall and uh, the owner came up to me and like the show was still going on. I wasn't headlining or anything. And I was just like, oh man, like I got to do my set. And he was like, what are you kidding? I was like, no. And he's like, you just did your set like 20 minutes ago. And I'm like, what? No, I didn't. Like I just fell asleep against that wall. He's like, no, you went up and did like a 25 minute set. I'm like, how was I? He's like, you killed it. And he's like, you honestly don't remember? And I was like, no. So I mean- Hey, that, right on. Yeah. Oh, no, not right on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't, sound, it doesn't sound like a sustainable career move, but no. at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, that's fucking amazing. But it, it yeah. points out to a lot of what's going on. I mean, that a lot of this stuff is, you're not supposed to say right brain and left brain anymore because it's sort of like that. It's been a debunked sort of theory, but the concept is still there. Like you're just... You, like your inner border collie is just going fucking nuts. Like this yeah. is what I'm just doing. Now here we go. We're doing it right. Right. Like you're not you're not trying to translate it into A B C one two three. If I do this, everyone will like me. It's not like that. It's no. just go. Yep. Done. Back to the divot in the wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is nice that you ended up in that same divot. That's like you I must think have why really I, liked it. Right? I did. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm sad they fixed it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a weird night. It was a long time ago also. That was before I was like touring or anything. So, but, uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. So the, how does this, how does this work on like an arc now? So you, when you tour, do you end up touring always new material? How does that work? Like, uh, it's is like it a similar to, kind of, Oh, okay. I mean, there'll be new material on every tour, but right. I usually like, I have like a, a rotating set list. Right. So like new will come in, old will go, and sometimes I'll bring the old back and some of the new doesn't work out. Some of the songs don't translate well live, um, and some of them do. Like that least amount and the one I'm going to do later, Shine. Like that one I just did, like I wouldn't really do that live unless everyone else was right, there. Right, but you're just, you're just giving, the, you know, you're giving the, uh, the podcast audience a chance to sort of look into the creation there too. I mean, that's a relatively new verse, right? Yeah, yeah, somewhat. yeah, yeah, and then you're, and you know, you're, you're, you're kind of putting it together along with a freestyle. I mean, this is not, it's not a composed moment as much. Plus, have you ever heard that fucking beat? I just put that. Yeah, beat you together. did just like, make that just beat. a yeah. minute ago. So it, it is a lot of just sort of. And it's me- and that beat shit. was meant so I could do that fast song. Like normally, when people freestyle, <gasps> when I freestyle, it's like a like an, around like ninety or hundred BPM. Right. So it's like right. like mellow. You yeah. Can, you have time to think. Yeah. Well, but you're cutting in between that beat too. Like yeah. you, yeah, you're doubling the right. the whole concept of the beat in the first. Yeah, doing double time. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, when so, I count bars, it's like one to three for one to three for one to three for one to three for. Right, right. Instead of, uh, actually, it's like quadruple time. Um, but yeah, yeah. Wow. So the connection when you're on tour with the audience seems like it, it's a big deal. It seems like there is something about it that. The way you're talking about performing, mm-hmm. it feels like when you're when you're actually in front of an audience, you have like some. Is there some sort of a power that comes back out of the audience? Is there an energy thing there? I mean, do you really feel like you're performing on the other side of a piece of glass, or do you no, feel like you're? Okay. There is an energy from the crowd, um, especially like I'll take it for granted until I do a show where it's like I've done a couple shows like with with some of my friends where like I didn't know what I was getting myself into, and it ended up like I was background music. Where like almost like a lounge singer, but like rapping, and I'm like, this doesn't work. Yeah. This doesn't fit. And then like I would in, I would get people engaged, and I'd be like, hey, look at this, like, because I'd freestyle about them. I'd be like, yeah, that couple over there that's not paying the fuck attention. Right. Um, but uh, yeah. So like, if there's a crowd and the crowd's loving it, like obviously it's gonna, it, it, we kind of feed off each other, like. Uh, certain cities, like uh, Columbus, Ohio, is one yeah. of my favorite cities to play. Like every show I play there is like 
hands down one of the best on that tour just because the crowd is so awesome. Yeah, I think you you do pretty much. I mean, obviously, if there's a lot of people there and things are popping off, you you have a little bit more energy. But I think what was it idea that yeah he told he actually told you. What, like, no matter if there's four if, people or a hundred people, that, yeah. I'm going to do the same show. And I think that what drove that home, and I don't care, I'll just say it, was uh, there was a show at the Brick House one night, and it was uh, Soul, who's, like, a really good guy who's, like, early pioneer for, like, kind of, like, that, that type of underground hip-hop scene, yeah. and he's from Maine. So we were big fans of his, and still are. He's awesome. But, like, he came and did a show at the Brick House, and there was, like, nobody. He was the last one. And he went on kind of late and everyone had already left by that point. There was maybe 10 people left in the room. Yeah. Right. And he, you could we just tell he had like no interest. Right. So like that really drove the point home with you where you were like, that's super lame. Like there's still people here watching. Like right. just because there's not a thousand people here doesn't mean you you might as well do your do your thing. Right. Sure. It's not those 10 people's fault that no one else is yeah. there. Right. Well, I that, mean, and they, and like, it's like those 10 people could be like your biggest fans. Exactly. You. Exactly. Or, you want to be like a record executive or something. Or like, yeah. I mean, not that, yeah. or whatever. Anything, I mean, yeah, it could be. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. I mean, I'll take a step further. It's like if the reason why I was making music was in order to count how many people were in the audience, then I just wouldn't do this. I mean, right. it doesn't work that way. Like, I don't, I don't fucking care. I don't care at all. Like, whether it's 10 or not, it's not even really about them with me. I'm not speaking right. for you. Yeah. I'm saying it's not about the audience. Like, I want to do this. Period. I just want to do this. Yeah. And if there's people that dig it, that's fucking beautiful. Like, I love that. But it sounds like what you're what you're dealing with is a, even more interactive than that. I mean, you have that really connection. Yeah. Uh, if you want to take the dog out, that's great. Just But you kind of have to walk around after the doggy. Down the trail of treats, you'll find out what I mean. I don't know. We had a ton of snow around here for everybody listening. And uh, it, I mean, a ton of snow in like two days. It were three, three or four day uh, period. There were more than two feet of snow, at least where I'm at here. And so uh, the doggy's getting old. So in order to to uh, to have his, his daily ablutions, is that the correct word there? Uh, sure. Okay. Sounds good. So uh, uh, I, I use my snowblower to like make a, dog path. a, a long dog nice path track. that goes all the way down yeah. to the pond. But... He's pretty much dotted the entire thing at this point. Yeah, yeah. So we um, call it the Trail of Treats. So you have to be indeed. You have to be careful. Use your know. use your phone flashlight. Yeah, you got to use your phone flashlight. And we didn't tell Gary to do that. So Good. he seems he may like have to he'll, take he'll his, figure it out. He may have to take his shoes one off way when he or comes the other. Yeah, right. We never know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> he does so, sidetrack. Speaking of which, so so uh, you were talking about being young and and getting. It sounds like you got to started into this quite young. Where were you when this happened? When what happened? Well, early on, when all this started to happen, were you li- where were you living? Um, I was you living mind? in Dover. Yeah, in New so New Hampshire. Yeah, oh yeah, New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, this is not known as the you know hotbed of rap. No, it's not, and yeah. it shows. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. I was living in New Hampshire. Um, I was working a lot, like working on music a lot in Maine, um, which was funny because when I went on tour with RZA, the Portland, I think it was the Portland Phoenix or some main newspaper was like main rapper I nine goes on tour with Wu Tang. I was like, oh, now you want me? Like, right? Um, yes. The answer, yeah. by the way, is yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. But uh, yeah. yeah, so just I mean, I I've traveled the country a lot, and there's not really many other places I would want to live. Although I was thinking about it a couple nights ago when I was uh, I went for a walk, and it was I thought it was nice out, but then I and I I was just like really like trying to clear my mind and I was just it like started out where like it was nice and then it got cold and then it got freezing and then I got to the point where like if I 
stay hours out here, I'm going to You're die. You're going to die, yeah. Right? And it's like, why the hell do we live here? Right. Like, w- once a year for like three or four months, like, if we didn't have clothes on, like, clothes are like a human invention. Like, if we were naked in the winter, we wouldn't survive the night. Right. Like, that's fucking crazy. Like we, right. we Most land- everybody who doesn't live around here thinks that all the time. Yeah, right? I know. Right. But, like, I'm from here. I grew up here my whole life, and I right. love the winter. But, like, I was thinking, like, because I didn't bring a jacket because it was, like, 50 degrees yeah, that day. Right. But then got it got real shirts. cold. Sure. Yeah. And, yeah. like, at the beginning of the walk, it was still, like, kind of sunset. So it was, like, warm. And then it just – and, I like, I ended up being further than I thought I was from home. And I was like, oh, man, like, I if – like if I were homeless or something like, and there's a, right. there's a bunch of homeless people in Portland. Right. Like, I don't yeah, know how the hell they're still right, alive. Yeah. 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 It's a harsh thing. I mean, I, I think, I think that's the attraction to, like we don't, you know, we, like we don't right naturally, we can't naturally survive. Like even like your dog has like a, like a coat of fur. Like, <laughs> like if we don't have better clothes, suited, yeah. yeah. If we don't have clothes, right. we're going to die. Yeah. But the opposable thumbs and large brains that kind of make up for it pretty true. quickly. So true. You know, right? dog's true. not I mean, going to be able to crochet himself. Uh, <laughs> an outfit. <laughs> nice outfit. I don't think I would be able to. Either. Right. He, he can't start a little fire if he needs to burn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. True. No, I, I mean, I totally get what you're saying. I think, you know, for, for me, I've only lived a couple other places than around here. And I always want to come back because you have the mountains and the ocean and, you have everything. Cities. Seasons. And then, cities. Right, exactly. Country. Yeah. And, but, and right. And you, have, and you have solitude and, and you know, and beauty in a number of ways. And, yeah. and there's a lot of number of places in the world that are like this. Japan is pretty similar to this. You That's know, like, where I want to go. Yeah. I have you been? No. Where, 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 okay. So. It's funny because my brother and I were going to go and we had this whole trip planned and then the yeah. tsunami happened. Right. And like, we were just like, that canceled everything, obviously. Yeah. Hey, Gary, I'll trade with you in a minute. The, doggy, I, the doggy's I, gone deaf, so you can't tell him to come in anymore. You have oh, really? Yeah. Keep, keep uh, motioning toward him. Oh, <laughs> yeah. the dog was looking at me when I was rapping. I was like, oh, he's digging it. Nope. Oh, he he's weird. He does that. You, he you notice that? He always tells when someone starts to perform. Oh, yeah. He knows what's going on. Yeah, he totally yeah. gets up and starts walking around. And then you're like, don't bark. Don't bark. Don't bark. Don't bark. But he always wants... To, yeah, he's, he's, he's caused a couple of problems in the past. So uh, so there's a couple of... Uh, of uh, uh, whatever recurring themes that happen on the podcast. You're the first podcast of the second season here. Nice. Uh, first season of the podcast, we just kind of let things happen and and we didn't do any promotion and we didn't talk about it very much and we were blown away and really surprised by how many people actually did start picking up on the podcast yeah. and we have hundreds and hundreds of, of subscribers nice. all around the world and it's like zero. It's all just word of mouth, right? Um, word of I, mouth. Yeah, word of yeah. mouth. Uh, right. Is that ludicrous? <laughs> Yeah, let's go down. Yes, yeah. even I know that. Wow, can you believe it? I'm, I, I'm feeling much better about myself now. Hey, right yeah, on. Once you go down the I'm gonna listen to that. Yeah. and Missy, that's my kind of word, nice. of mouth. word of mouth. Right. Is that rollout? Is rollout on that one? I think so. Yeah. It's funny because Ludacris is like the one of the, at the time because like rap just turned shitty in the 2000s <laughs> right. for a long time in the mainstream. But Ludacris was always one that I was like, he's good. He's but, great. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's amazing. Does the rap when you say that does does the culture kind of look down on the whole Timbaland era or not? I mean, like he's a great producer, but yeah, I'm, I mean, because I'm, I'm, I'll listen to Miss Elliot today, but no, no, me. not that. I meant more like, um, I don't know, Gary. You know, like, like, like Nelly, the Saint Lunatic, like, I don't know. It's not, but I mean, there was Little Wayne is terrible. Oh, Little Wayne, but I, I mean, that it's that, interesting that to say that. I've always a thought lot of so. that is kind of more <laughs> like, like it gets yeah. into like the pop realm. Exactly. You That's know, what I'm which, talking about. Like, which, pop, like rap. pop music is kind of shitty, right? No matter what the genre is. But I mean, there's people mumbling. Oh yeah, the whole mumbling. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh god. It, yeah. Well, there's a. I mean, it's funny, you guys. What you from a different angle, what you're putting out is a lack of authenticity. Is that fair? 
Like what you're saying, like these people, like Mumblecore, whatever. It kind of it represents Mumblecore. Is that what it's called? I think so. Yeah, that's it's awesome. I might have made that up. Yeah, but I you think just that's no, what it's called. Yeah. yeah, but I it's coined it's, a phrase. It's, right now. We're we're making it real. I don't want to like make an excuse for that. I think it's just they really like grills, and instead of taking them out to wrap, they're like, let's just <laughs> let's just make a style around that. <laughs> Like, I'd rather have shiny teeth than say words. Right on. It's funny, though, because there are a couple uh, in that classification, I guess, where they're going to, all my rap friends are going to be like, or my rapper friends are going to be like, yeah, how do you not know this guy's name? Uh, the one that's like that, I got you can two, look it up on the iPad. Oh, if yeah, you want. could like that. I, the two phones guy that I got two phones, like he uses that like style of rap, but like he does it so well. Like, right. if you like look at it, like if you diagram his sentence structure, like in the flow, and it's like he's. He's putting in the work to Kevin Gates. Kevin Gates, thank you. Oh, thank nice you, Google. Work. Uh, yeah. Uh, so like Kevin Gates is like he does that kind of mumble rap stuff, but he enunciates. So it's like, but it's the same style, but you, you can yeah, hear right, what he's right. saying and like his lyrics and his flow, or like he keeps changing. It's just it's it's good. Well, they're, I mean, they're diamonds yeah. in the rough. I guess. Uh, plus, when you when you just look at like hip hop, just from a from a. a a high up high above everything kind of view just sort of including it in with all the different types of pop music you know things like uh like what kanye is doing um you know it's whether you like that kind of stuff or not it's obviously going way away from what was originally you know considered this kind of thing it's super experimental on a number of levels yeah um you know and and uh and i think from for someone like me i always i actually really dig like the whole guest kind of culture you know the features and cultures i don't know oh, yeah I mean that's how, that's how I found like most of, like the rappers that Gary didn't show me when I was younger like right. I found through features. Right. And a lot of the rappers I found were just like guys that we liked that brought them on tour. Yeah. Um guys that you dug that brought the features on tour. Yes. Right. So that's how you got to know the features. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah I mean that's would, logical. Yeah. We would never even heard of these guys. Like Grand Buffet is everything. Grand Buffet yeah. or a lot of people. Soliloquist of Sounds stuff oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Um they would just bring these awesome acts on tour yeah. and you know that's a great way to. I really dig the crossover. I dig the crossover that's happening with like Brain Feeder. I like the idea that you look at something like you know Flying Lotus, and then you have Kendrick. Um, again, I'm not trying to put any words in anybody's mouth other than mine. For me, I dig that thing. I like the way the combination seems somewhat new and somewhat edgy, but it still has this throwback to the tradition of you know older jazz and that kind of thing. Right. I really like that collaborative. Um, group I like the squad approach to where yep. you're going to get you know Thundercats going to be playing with uh, you know whatever uh, Washington or whatever and they're all sort of playing with each other I've been a big fan of that stuff we've talked about it on the podcast before yeah. it's kind of like does the same thing with the Tarantino thing where he's going to use the same actors yeah, or, a band apart yeah. yeah any of that kind of that kind of approach I mean do you see this kind of happening with 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 uh, with rap I mean absolutely I would say more so in rap than then, except for like, do you think more it came from there? You think no, I'm I think it came it more from like the Rat Pack, and yeah. right, that, I mean, that predates it. I don't know. I was an yeah. English major, not a history major. No, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, rap, especially, it's it's a lot like. Um, I don't know if you the second. Well, part. I mean, a part of it just spells itself there. You you talked about Wu Tang. I mean, Wu Tang has its own sort of version of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Here it is sort yeah, of a squad essential. approach. There's right? a thousand yeah. of them, right? <laughs> yeah. No, but there's also, but even then, you know, like uh, like. Uh, um, What's the uh, uh, odd? F- what's the uh, what's the ghost face thing that uh, that I that I turned you on to with the 
with that sort of old Morricone thing. Oh shit! Like, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember. What it's t- you know? Yeah, yeah. That is like one of my favorite it's albums awesome. from yeah. last year, right? And that's super connected. I mean, that's like another sort of connection to. Um, to like this completely different way of looking at why are we going to rap over at this point? Right. You know, it's this really old school out out outsourced '60s kind of sound. Yeah, you know. Um, so that's that's what I'm getting at. I really like that that clash of cultures, but someone grabs it and says, "This is what it's." I mean, RZA was like a pioneer in that respect. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there are obviously a bunch of. Other, I mean, I, I Kanye also. Uh, Rick Rubin more, I guess, than Kanye, but yeah, uh, Kanye gets the most credit, right? <laughs> well, I mean that's logical. I mean, but but I mean again, keeping the keeping it on just a professional level, someone like Kanye is working far more angles than just music. I mean, it's a much yeah. bigger. He's thing on the spectrum like in more yeah. ways than one. He's, yeah. a, I mean, he's a very good. He's a very. <laughs> I I I am I am convinced that he is on the spectrum. He's a very good producer. Yeah, I like his raps. He's okay. At raps. I mean, well... <laughs> you don't have to agree. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, we usually do agree on yeah. that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I guess it's like a cardinal sin. I, I don't like Jay-Z. Yeah. Um, I never did. I don't really care his, for him. His old, well, his old, old stuff was really good. N- no, his old stuff wasn't as good as Big L. That's the, no. that's the best you can <laughs> say about him. He yeah. At one point, he was almost Big L, and then he just never got better. Uh, See, this is... But but I love this. I'm going to get killed for saying that, probably. <laughs> no, 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 no. But you can't make everybody happy. It's fucking, it's fucking 2017. You put something sure, out. Right? What are you going to get on Facebook? I hate you. Fuck you. I hate you. You're going to just get hate. You're going to get love and hate. It doesn't matter. You got to have an opinion, man. Honestly, yeah. the best album that's come out rap-wise... For in the last year or so, it was Tribe Called Quest's new album. Yeah, I mean, you had to go back to a group from like the '90s to get the best album that's been out right. in a while. Well, I, there are a couple I, well, of things that are happening to, right now that to people kill, are pretty, uh, to pimp a butterfly. Yeah, I thought was cool. fucking I, groundbreaking. If yeah. those kind of things, again, uh, I'm not a super hip hop fan. I'm a I'm a tangential hip hop fan. I'll I'll dig a. I'm like a, a bad Patriots fan who just goes to you know uh, just watches a couple of games when they're winning. That uh, okay, <laughs> but fair um, fan, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, so with so hip hop, there are definitely things that I will get into and I will totally dig. But it's usually a song here or there both those albums right off right as soon as they came out i got hip to them yeah and they just stayed on i just oh, listened to those there, things um, all the way through both there was, of them. There was another the butterfly and uh and the the tribe called quest album was like a knockout for me yeah, yeah. what a fucking what was the album. other album that just came out from an old group um de la soul de la soul's new album That's was great yeah pretty, yeah i didn't like that one as much well as i mean it's not, yeah it's not as good as the tribe one but i mean right. Well, I mean, why am I comparing them? That's silly. That's an asshole thing to say. It has nothing to do with each other. That's you either true. like it or you don't, right? It's not. Yeah. yeah, it's not the way it is. But yeah, I don't know. So what do you think like, um, okay, I'm trying to adapt our, 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 our typical kind of things, right? So okay. we talked a little bit about early stuff, but let's switch it around because most of the audience for this podcast is not going to have a deep understanding of, of hip hop. They're not going to have that background. Mm-hmm. Early groups that were like the legendary shit but no but but for whatever reason drugs or whatever it could be any reason they never actually made um a connection for example really early on one of the first things that i really dug i had a utfo cassette which was like the fucking best cassette right this is i'm old i'm 52 so i'm going way 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 back this is run dmc era early even before that probably and i remember going these guys are the shit but they never broke through is there is there 
what are some of those people to you? Do you have these early things? You're like, oh, fuck. How come people not know who these guys are, or that guy or this woman? Um, I mean, a lot of times the stuff that we find ends up being popular later on. Like the whole Rhyme Sayers thing blew up. Uh, Doom Tree ended up blowing up. Uh, I mean, I guess Grand Buffet. Grand Buffet is amazing. Yeah, like that's... What is Grand Buffet? Uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> Should, it's this guy named Lord Grunge that makes the beats and raps occasionally and sings sometimes. Yeah, and sings. He does like uh, like the choruses and stuff. Yeah, and uh, and Jackson, Jackson or AKA a- AKA Mrs. Paintbrush, AKA uh, Grapeadon, Grapeadon, Lord Grapeadon, yeah. AKA Matt or Nate. Yeah. It's one of them with their name Nate Matt Kukla. and Nate. Yeah, Nate Kukla. <laughs> These are all the same person. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I love um, They're ridiculous. They're hilarious. Their beats are. How would you describe? It? All over the place, but awesome. And there's whatever they're doing, it's weird outside of the box and absolutely works. Yeah, and it's everyone I show it. To. Like that was another one of the groups that like I had never heard of, and we went to a show. And were you at the the show the first time? No, we saw them? no. He had to. Stay I was home like 15, and it was, was a huge snowstorm. I'm, I'm friends with his older brother, so mm-hmm. that's how. Right. Um, I was gonna ask, but it's you know it's yeah. sort of up to you guys. You want to talk? Yeah, about. but yeah. it's obvious you guys know each other for fucking forever. He's yeah. my he's my dad. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, him and my brother were our friends. That's right. so. So, <laughs> so I was I was like the little brother tagging. So he along. got left out of that out of that show, and we came back just ranting and raving about this group, uh, Grand Buffet. Is this gone now? Or is 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 Grand Buffet put out their final album in like 2007 or so, but they, I just actually performed with um, with Lord Grunge a couple years ago, and then Grape It On or or Jackson. Ne- Jackson. <laughs> ja- uh, I just performed with Jackson like a, like six or seven months ago, and, and it was so they're doing their own thing. Uh, yeah. They actually just toured like two years ago as Grand Buffet. This is kind of like an indefinite uh, hiatus, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, they're amazing. But so groups like that. I mean, and we just we obviously just mentioned like. Big L never made it really huge because he was, you know, right. shot in the head yeah. <laughs> seven times because once, twice, no, you not even close. Yeah, you seven. gotta get five more. I hope it was a revolver and the guy had to reload. <laughs> I don't know Jesus. shit about guns, but I, 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 like most guns don't blow off. You don't just pull off seven in a row. It just seems like an overkill. But the guy was great, and like, it, well, was, it had to be well, a close range too to get to all seven in. Yeah, he potential. was. He was like waiting online somewhere, and the guy just walked up behind him. And it was something about his brother too, right? Yeah, the guy had beef with like his brother who, who was looked in jail. Like right, him it was or sketchy, something. right? Yeah, yeah. It's not very nice. No. Is the moral of the story? It's definitely not. And nice. it sucks because the guy was super talented. Like, Absolutely. Him and Jay Z were coming up together at the same time, and he was supposed to be the big one. Right. Right. Jay Z was like his less talented sure. buddy. Yeah, and that was at his peak. Jay-Z's I think Jay Z, you could to be to be fair. I think you're again uh, is is working on on far more than just music. I mean, I think well, someone no like that just in terms of success was seeing success as larger. He's than, the Brett Favre yeah. of music. Okay, you want to explain that? Yeah, Brett Favre. How many times did Brett Favre retire? Twice. How many times did Jay Z retire? But how many vodkas does Brett Favre own? In his house, probably a no. lot. I mean, his own, <laughs> no, I don't, his I don't own know. Type of vodka. <laughs> Uh, How yeah. many clothing lines? I met. I met Justin. <laughs> he is sponsored by those stylish Wrangler jeans, but or Levi's. Or yeah, that is yeah, hard. Pick your spots, it is harsh looking at Brett Favre with the with the Wranglers, and then looking at you know Jay Z owning like you know title everything. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm on title too, and I didn't, you are. I, yeah, and I didn't sign up for that. I'm kind of mad about that. Interesting. Well, yeah, I, I got mean, an email. You've well, had a number of label deals in the in the past, yeah. right? So I mean, those kind of things you don't have a lot of. But like over. the weird thing was, like I got an email from them. <laughs> charging me for my account that I never set up. And I'm like, no, 
fuck you. I'm not paying you. Uh, and so I canceled it. And then somebody was like, hey, your music is on Tidal. And I thought like somehow it was like the music from my phone. Like, I don't know if it was like a, like a Kazar, like Morpheus right, type right, of thing. Because right, right. I didn't even know what it was. It's just like a shittier version of Spotify, isn't it? I don't know. But anyway. It's actually arguably a, a more boutique version of Spotify, but not doing quite well. Okay. So the same thing, but more expensive? Well, it's exclusive. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I can't be that exclusive. I'm on it, and I didn't even say yes. <laughs> well, you're not paying it. You really should pay. You know. No, so. I mean like my music. Like no, you I, can stream. Yeah, you will I'm, pay. I'm saying what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, it, you know, it's it's like a. It, they don't. It, well, Spotify basically doesn't even have to ask you to be on anymore. Yeah, Pandora is the most yeah. exclusive. They can fuck themselves. I uh, yeah. I submitted my music wrong to them once, and it's like a one time and you're done thing. Because they were like, send a link to your song. And I'm like, what do you mean a link? All right. So I sent a YouTube link to one of my songs. They meant like, upload it to like an FTP server and send me the link so we can download the MP3. So they uh. rejected it. And now I'm like, I can't get on Pandora until I make another album. And I don't even, I mean, I guess I'll do it correctly this time. But Is Pandora still relevant? Do people listen to it? I mean, I know some people do. I don't. Okay. Yeah, I haven't. For I like, like having a long control time. over what I listen to. Yeah, right. And then Spotify also has like the Pandora like sure, option, the radio function. Yeah, or whatever. and like yeah. I sometimes dabble in that, but other times it's like put on like I don't know, like a you can listen to any fucking thing you like, want. Yeah, it's like well, I put on Rage Against the Machine, Pandora, and I hear right. like five Tool songs in a row. I'm like, right. great. <laughs> right. Well, so 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 riff on that for a minute. So like Chance the Rapper, there's no label. It's just all just putting shit up and going from there and he just he, he won a Grammy not that that validates anything other than you know some sort of level of fame but pat yourself on the back award well I mean yeah I mean it's not and it's not gonna put that on him I mean uh, I feel like though the idea of how the label works that kind of stuff is really different it's now. antiquated now it's, yeah. it's on its way out the old way of looking at that the labels only worked because there wasn't a way to get media to people and now Man, he put it all into one sentence there yeah huh? right yeah. there I mean that's a Simple, incorrect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. well, Hold well, on, I'm writing. Well that done. Down. Well done. Yes. Uh-huh. Right. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's. I mean, especially like, I feel like the way like YouTube and Netflix are just killing television. Right. Right. Like you don't have to pay Comcast to have like. I, I'm perfectly not, comfortable with television getting killed. Whatever. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, especially Xfinity. All right. So. <laughs> Uh, uh, recurring themes on the podcast road stories stories from the road one of the people that came on uh, for their song they wrote a song called road stories to sing for the road stories area because uh, his name was Phil and or still his is name Phil. Still is Phil yeah. and uh, he's, a, he's a super meta guy and it's a, a really cool uh, episode if you want to go back in it you can tell that it's in the list because the picture of the episode has a giant censored sign right on it because even though this is an uncensored uh, podcast, went deep on that one. He's a dirty bastard. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was good. It was not a problem. And we didn't censor it. It's a lie. It's not censored at all. But oh. we just put the thing on it anyway. Okay. Um, just to be provocative. Just to make sure that everybody knew what they it's were like getting It's like the brown bag around the Playboy. It. It's whatever. like listening to the Alex Jones Rogan episode. Oh, Jesus. You're either, oh, like, you're either going to do it or you aren't. And if yeah, you're going to do it, sure. you're, you know you're, what you're, you're getting you're into. You're in deep already. Yeah. Wait, I made, wait, it, who, I made it halfway through. Who was on... Who, who show? Alex Jones was on Rogan's on nine hundred and eleventh show. Yeah, it, it was just That's hilarious. It was hilarious, except yeah. that it, it was not hilarious. Well, no, but I mean, right. just the fact yeah. that it was the nine eleven, well, which was, it was yeah. on purpose, right? Yeah, oh yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty funny. So Should road I? stories. Uh, so if you don't mind, if I'm going to actually ask a specific part about the road stories, beef. Does this 
Is it really for dinner all the time? I mean, do is do you see beef on the road? I mean, is this like? Are we talking are about you, like fights? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I eat whatever I can on the road. <laughs> no, no. Uh, no. I mean, I'd imagine you've done a lot of shows. Do you mind talking about like some of the hairiest shows you've been at? You're like, fuck, I'm not going to get out of this one. Or do you? Or do you find you're involved with shows like that? Is this again? Is this Hollywood version of? I've what been rap a, is like? I've been a part of shows where people I've been on tour with what. Gary's smiling. Go. I have, I have one word for you. Sanford, New Hampshire. Oh, no. Wasn't it Sanford, Maine? Yes, that's what I meant to say. Sanford, yeah. Oh, my Sanford, God. Sanford, Maine? I was hoping this would be like... Wait, no, 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 no. Like, well, South well, Philly. Well, hold on. You know, like, really just obvious stereotypes. One, well, when I tour, it's usually like there's some sort of level of professionalism to the shows, at least from, the, from the people that are booking the shows. Uh, I've, I've been on tour with some people that have angered the local acts and I've diffused situations uh, oh wait, no, I got one. Uh, so Aha. I have. Uh, I was in. I knew there was dirt here. Oh, to well, we're gonna get to the Sanford into. one in, okay. in a second. But I was in uh, Philadelphia. I think I don't know. I got it. Born and I raised on the it. playgrounds is where he. I chose it. Days. Yeah, so, I guess Philadelphia. So yeah, I, I think I was in Philadelphia, and I have this spoken word where I'm like, uh, and I say the word like hetero sapiens. I am a Ramanathi, like, and I go, and some girl comes up to me. Um, and like super nice, and she's like, "Hey, you were that rapper, right?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm just trying to have a drink, like by myself. And she's, and I'm like, "Yeah." And she's just like, "Oh, like you're I nine, like you just performed, right?" And I'm thinking like she wants to buy a CD or talk to me or something. I'm like, "Yeah." And she goes, "What?" And instantly her demeanor switches. She goes, "What did you mean about hetero sapiens?" Triggered. And I, yeah, and I was like, <laughs> and uh, come to find out, she was the drummer of the band that opened up, and it was like a like a les like a. Like they marketed Some themselves as like a, as like a yeah, lesbian yeah. band. Like I'm not just saying, oh, they were a band full yeah, of lesbians. Like they were no. like like yeah. Melissa Etheridge style. Uh, it was their. It was their. Thing. I don't know. I didn't see the. I didn't see the show because I was. I was in the bar like it's, during that. You're not cheating yourself. Really whole, like totally puppies like right. Melissa Etheridge. Yeah. Stop. Uh, no. and so anyway, so she's like, and so she's like, what did you mean? Windows. She's like, what did you mean by hetero sapien? I was like, well, it's a play on words of homo sapien. She goes, what's wrong with being a homo sapien? I'm like, have you seen the news? And I take my drink and walk away. Ten minutes later, like seven chicks screaming at the people that I'm on tour with that I am a like a gay basher and a gay hater and all this stuff, like a homophobe. And I'm like, what the hell? And she's like, he said, when I asked him about homosexuals, if that's bad, I said, watch the news. I go, no, I said homo sapiens, as in human beings, as in human beings are bad. I didn't say anything about homosexuals. You're stupid. And then... <laughs> That made them explode. <laughs> really? Yeah, we had to get out of there because we were going to get the shit beat out of us by a roving gang of lesbians. Well, usually yeah. people like it when you call them stupid. Admit, no, they don't. I, I have to admit. <laughs> Ask anyone in my life. It, there is a little bit. I'm a little bit disappointed that in the end, and I'm also excited that, that it was all about a roving band of... of, of uh, Angry of lesbians, I guess. Angry But then the, the part that makes me so mad about that was... It didn't fit my Hollywood well, version. They, they don't get what you're doing either, Yeah, had right? I said, I mean, had she said, what's wrong with homosexuals? And I said, have you seen the news? Yeah, get angry. That's fine. Right. But I said homo sapiens, and that's just that was just her being so no, dense funny, right? and just like not listening, just like I'm. It's, my yeah. mouth is moving, and she's like, he hates gay people. Let's get him. Like she's gonna right. try to I figure mean, she out had a, a way to get. And the way sounds she, like, like she had a response and how, like, before you said anything. Conniving anyway, she right. was, like, hey, were you that rapper? I'm like, yeah. What'd you mean by this? Like Jesus Christ, like. So what you're saying, to be super clear, none of this had anything to do with homosexuality at all. No. And uh, and and someone ended up laying their agenda on you. Yes. And, yeah, you got yeah. stuck. Right. And I, I, yeah, it sounds like people didn't 
get a joke, right? I mean, right. Well, I mean, it was before the Trump era, joke, so yeah, right, yeah. no way. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was just a play on words, and yeah. it didn't. Yeah, it, exactly. It was just a play on words about how humans were bad. Not but anyway. Right. Um, I I got that in yeah. the conversation we just had here. Right. I mean, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. Uh, and another. Okay. So this. Um, Here's a ro- here's a road story. Semi violent. Okay. I'll give you a, I'll give you a four point five on a level. Oh, of we're going we're going for we're going for violence. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. Oh. If we're going for, if we're going we're for violence, around. all right. So, well, there's one more road story that's more Hollywood. Please, don't, okay, don't rush. All right, so <laughs> here here's a Hollywood one for you. Then I'll get to the violent one for you. Uh, the Hollywood one. It's uh, me and uh, my friend uh, Omar at the time. Uh, he wasn't my friend at the time. He was he was with me at the time, and uh, he's my roommate now. We were in Vegas for the RZA tour, and like Shoop and Jesse and Daddyo, which is RZA's cousin and my tour manager, they were off on their own. RZA invited us to go to Eli Roth's Goratorium. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but the VIP section of it. So we're in the Goratorium. Is it extra gory in the VIP section? Uh, no, no, but there is like a whole haunted house area that I wanted no part of. Um, <laughs> so I stayed away from that. But we got to the VIP section, and RZA's like, yeah, like, come in here. And like, for some, I had a, it was so crazy that the bouncer for the VIP section was in my band in high school. He played bass in my band. I'm like, Chris, like Jones, like what the hell? Wow. And like, he recognized me and we like caught up. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm with Riza. And he was just like, shut up. No, you're not. I'm like, no, I swear to God. He's cause he like did play bass for me when I rapped sure. in, in high school. And I, uh, <laughs> like, no, you're not because he cannot re- understand the amount of not, success he now has compared to you <laughs> well, no actually uh, i mean maybe but no actually he uh he was in a band that pl- uh that was actually doing pretty well at the time too i don't know what yeah, he's doing now but anyway yeah yeah but uh yeah so i get in and omar and i are sitting down there and this uh and this guy this giant man comes up to us and he's just like and i see him talking to omar and then omar omar's a kind of a big dude and omar like gets up and he starts walking away i'm like what the hell's going on and the guy just like looks at me he's like you out now and i was like oh jesus christ all right so i start to get up and to the right of me is uh riz's wife and she sees this whole thing happen and she's like uh she whispers something to riza and riza is like, hey, like, what the fuck's going on? Hey, like, who, who the fuck are you? Like, who are you? These, these go, these guys are with me. Like, these are my boys. Like, you don't fucking talk to them like that. Get the fuck. And that, I think that guy ended up getting fired. He ended up disappearing for the rest of the night. And uh, and then he just got us uh, wasted. Just kept, kept buying us drinks. And then we hit Do up you the know casinos. What happened? To what? Why did the whole thing go down? Because we were two white kids sitting at the VIP section next to RZA and looking like we didn't know what was going on because we didn't have a drink in our hand. So like the bouncer, whoever assumed you didn't belong there. The bouncer assumed we snuck in. Yeah, gotcha. And like somehow got to the VIP section. People always assume he doesn't belong places. (laughs) That is true. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, There's a line. It's like when you see me on stage, you'll probably think I get lost. But until you hear about, until you hear me perform, then you'll see what I got. But like, yeah, especially on the RZA tour, I would go up on stage, and when I was the first one, they're like, "Oh, that guy's gonna check that mic." (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then I. Yeah, I'm the roadie. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, Canyon. Canyon. (laughs) Canyon. It's a good one. Uh, yeah. Okay. So there's the Hollywood story. It's yeah. uh, Eli Roth's Goratorium. Almost got kicked out. Got saved by RZA. Are you and saying the next one's not going to be Hollywood? No, this is going to be the violent one. Nice. Oh. Are you saying Sanford Maine's not Hollywood? I, I know. Blasphemy. Um, Don't stop him, Gary. So we are, uh, we're at this house party for, it was one of my friend's birthdays and they organized this, like this show in this house. And, uh, it was, it was open much like this, but like, uh, there was like a second floor, uh, it was like an open concept. And, uh, <laughs> I work in real estate sometimes, uh, apparently. Anyway, so uh, it was rat- a nice space. And yeah. they just they opened it up so it'd be a little more airy. You yeah, I mean, I, I was by the accent wall, so it was okay. it was nice. Very uh, good feng shui. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, 
it's so I'm rapping and this uh, this kid is there and Gary's with me and uh, this kid there and he's like he's got this whole like group of people with him and he's like trying to to like be like let me rap I'm like no I'm like get out of here I'm like I'm being paid to be here to perform for my friend's birthday like fuck off and uh, and he keeps trying to like I, did he end up grabbing the mic. You gave it to him. I did end up giving it to him. Okay, yeah. that was dumb. You're like, fine, <laughs> go. We kept pestering me for a while. He, he like went and he like he wasn't that good. That's he was charitable. Terrible. Yeah, he was terrible. <laughs> uh, so and people and like the people that were there at the party were like, uh, Jesus, like stop this from happening. And then uh, so I get the mic back and then they start to walk away. And I was like, okay, is there any? I was like, can I continue my set or has anyone else that hasn't graduated high school want to interrupt? <laughs> Come to oh, come to come to no. find come to find out sore subject for that guy. He did not graduate high school, and neither did any of his friends. It was pretty obvious. So at so this time, Gary turns from friend to like fucking bodyguard, like my hero bodyguard. Like those of you who can't see, uh, Gary's a, a large, powerful man. Yes. Yes. Mostly yes. sexually. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so so Gary, so these guys are like these guys are like actively trying to get to me and Gary steps in front of them as like you're gonna go through me which is not gonna happen to get to him so kindly fuck off I like, took the mic oh yeah you did take the mic that's right that's right <laughs> you did yeah I didn't rap does, yeah it was cause they uh, so uh, does Gary rap no no uh, okay. but Gary <laughs> but he does regulate G- Gary Gary will tell <laughs> Gary will tell this part of the story better what what ended up happening directly after you grabbing the mic and the show was over uh, did you well, regulate- no I grabbed the mic and I was like listen guys like everybody he's here as like because someone requested him to be here for their birthday and you're friends with this person so fuck off like you know let him do his thing so they kind of backed off for a little bit and then as as time went on, like everyone got drunker, and they lost their minds. That same group of guys just started fist fighting everybody. Right. Um, everybody. Yeah, there was probably fifty people at, eh, sixty people at the party. Yeah, I'll, I'll go back and count. Um, <laughs> and uh, like people were bleeding everywhere. Like girls were freaking out because they couldn't get out. So. <laughs> And I was worried. Is this a house we're in? Yes. Oh, that's never good. No. There's was, furniture. And I was stuff, worried yeah. that Mike was going to be a target because, like, he had pissed them off earlier. Right. He did say they didn't graduate. So I basically, yeah. It was. Well, I he, mean, he wasn't lying. Right? He did. Yeah. He said more than that. But uh, his. <laughs> actually, with the whole lesbian story, I was amazed at his conflict resolution there because that. This story is more akin to his normal conflict resolution, which is. More of a rising, raising the conflict <laughs> to another level. Lighter fluid but, on um, fire. So I, I brought him out like the back door and hid him in the woods because we're in Maine. That's yeah, all. Classic, there, that's right? all yeah, there is. Sure. So I'm like, you stay here. I'll go back inside. And I just ended up ferrying women in and out of the party to get their purses and stuff. As dudes were just fist just fighting, fighting each other. So wait, this was like an active, like a gang oh, it, fight. It was yeah. in chaos. the house. Chaos. Yeah. Like I was, I was like, like uh, outside, and there, uh, he kept ferrying the girls out to like get them out safely. So like, I end up being with like it was me and like one other kid and like three girls. All the girls it was are like crying. The river sticks. Yeah, and like I'm looking into the window and I just see like people going by. Like a girl comes Things by, gets punched everywhere. in the face, blood well, splattering. Say, that's shit. why I said you're in a house. I mean, it's it, and yeah, Gary. Not good. Gary's just like walking through it, like Jesus walking on. Like the fight is going on around Gary. People were getting out of my way. Yeah, people were getting out of his way. He is the ferryman. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, you ended up, one girl like forgot her bag. You're like, what does it look like? And then like she's like hysterical. She tries to explain it to you. You go in, you get the bag, and like one other person that was like bleeding, just put them down. <laughs> I made people stop fighting. Like several people stopped fighting to move their car for us so that we could get out because yeah. it was like a bunch of people parked in a driveway. Did they, it was did a they, surreal, surreal night. It was did very they go strange. back to fighting after yes. they moved their yeah. cars? I, yeah, think well, so. I think at some point some people did. we've right. decided that this is what's going to happen. So yeah. we're it sure was, to go it do was, this. Uh, yeah. It was highbrow. Highbrow. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it was just a Saturday night for Sanford. My yeah. gosh. I think it was mostly over yeah, yeah. a disagreement of wine vintages. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Started. I don't think that's true. You're just no, that's that probably not true. Yeah. It's probably about like what movies playing at Chunkies or whatever. I miss Chunkies. Yeah, Chunkies. All right. So if you don't mind, uh, uh, again, yeah. Yeah. again, push push me off the uh, question if you want. Um, but a part, of, uh, another couple of, of uh, road moments. Like, what is maybe the uh, the one of the best shows you ever played it doesn't have to be the largest or whatever just something that you just sticks out as like oh my goodness and then maybe something that was super shitty okay um a couple of the best shows i can think of um like random ones from south by southwest like there's one of them where i had the whole crowd uh, chanting R.I.P. for Idea, and Idea's mom happened to be in the crowd, oh, which was shit. which was crazy. Oh, that gets um, to me just to think about. Yeah, and like she came up to me and talked to me and like gave me a hug and stuff after, and like and we talked for a while. Um, Kathy is her name. She's a, an awesome lady. Um, but uh, oh, there is a gigantic spider that was just on my leg. No, I saw that. Uh, I saw it. I saw well, it. He actually it. has a song called, called Arachnophobia. Dude, step Darren, on step it. on that. Step <laughs> on the shit. There you go. By the way, oh, you missed. I handled that way better than I would have if I didn't have a microphone in my face. Hey, right You're on. a professional. Yeah. It, like, I saw it just go up my knee, and I was like, no, nah, that's that's got to be a beetle. That's not a big spider. I send him just pictures of ridiculous spiders on Facebook all the time. Yeah, just and, ru- uh, and, that, and that's ruin. the show, everybody. I'm out of here. Just yeah. ruin his day. <laughs> yeah. God, everyone I'm does. sorry to hear that. Jesus well, Christ. Well, you did handle that quite well. That was yeah. pretty good. Everyone has one of those. I mean, for Maybe me, yeah. I spiders, mean, but everybody's got one of those, so you got no, no shame there. That's awful. You were talking. <laughs> Gary's loving it. I, I'm you all were, uncomfortable now. You were talking about. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, the show where you tri- we made a tribute to your friend there. That, this is the now the worst moment on the road for me. Really? <laughs> that was it. That the spider going up my knee. That was the number one. Huh? Oh man. Uh, Do you don't, a, don't go to Australia if you haven't. Oh, been. I won't. Yeah. Yeah. Do you go to? Do you have a? Uh, do you have a, a comparable one? Like, what's your version of a shitty show? Um, you're in a great line of people, and uh, we're gonna do this podcast for a very long time. So you'll be sharing with uh, shitty shows with a lot of people who will share their. Shitty okay. Shows. Well, I mean, one one that we, Gary and I were talking about on the oh, way. I have a Trump on this one. I have one of the shittiest shows of all time. Uh, I don't know about that. <sighs> this is this is quite something. We actually discussed this. On the drive here today, I randomly remembered it. He randomly remembered it, it. and I it also, once he started talking about it, I remembered it, where it's like we both like blocked it out of our memory. Yeah. Sounds like an opportunity for a double team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, team back again. Yeah, Check right? Check the record list again. <laughs> so, uh, oh, that was another one. Party I used to know by, by heart people. when I was like six. Um, but, uh... Where's that spider? Did you get it? <laughs> All right. I got it. Okay, good. You're not going to be able to sleep tonight, I think. I know, right? I wish uh, I wish I got a picture of that just so people wouldn't think that I'm a complete wuss about it. Was it. A big uh, no, I saw it. It was big. Yeah, yeah. it was big. No, it was, it was not fucking yeah. around. No, like, honestly, real. like, I'm surprised I'm not in tears, like, out the door. But, uh, <laughs> you're, you're holding glad it together. you survived. Yeah. You got it. Got to be an adult sometime. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so we were talking about this. We were in, like, a, a show. Yeah, it was a show. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's a loose name for it. Yeah. It was in a, a fucking high school auditorium. 
It's like, a gymnasium. I mean, yeah, sorry, a gymnasium. Uh, not not a, even an auditorium. A, ca- a cafetorium. Yeah. Cafetorium. I think, actually, it was a Catholic school. Oh, God. Oh, that raises the ante for me. Yeah. And but like, Briggs and I are looking and at like, each other right now. A cafetorium. And there's like these bleachers, and like the bleachers went pretty high up, if I remember. That's why I, th- that's why I was thinking. They went the normal amount that you would see. In okay, then I just have tunnel vision about this whole <laughs> night. Uh, and it was... It but was, there was a lot of people there. There was a lot of people there, but they were all sitting on the bleachers. Is this uh, an i show? D- yeah. No. Well, no, not, not, not in the sense of that I put it on. Somebody asked me to be there. Right. And I don't remember a lot of the details. I don't even remember why we went together. Like, like it was something that I we wanted to experience. Like, we got there and I don't like, think we we didn't know how bad it was going to be. Yeah, and there was like, there were parents there and like young kids, and it was. We heard it was going to be like for the kids, and like we figured it was a high school, so we we're like, he was like, oh, okay, well that won't that won't be that bad, but there was like sixth and seventh graders there, and there was a slew of parents. And your material is not overtly yeah. offensive. No. Like it has some bad words. But there was another band there. <laughs> Mechanical Hound. Mechanical and Hound. Who's now uh, one half of it. Ian Stewart. He's a pretty successful comedian. That's I, one of my I, friends. I love band names. So that's, that's a... Yeah, Mechanical Hound was great. Yeah, and and they are vile. They, yeah, one of their songs, uh, Damn Kid, Your Girl is a Slam Pig. That uh, <laughs> was, uh, was uh, Damn Kid, Your Girl is a Slam Pig. That was one of my favorites. Um, Someone put this show together great. and invited this audience. Sounds like a giant prank. This sounds like... It, a, yeah. It, I didn't have to go on stage and I was sitting there really uncomfortable yeah and i had to looking around the crowd looking at people's reactions it was uh god it was it was terrible Uh, and like it was so terrible that i i just haven't thought of that until he brought it up today on the way here which is funny but yeah were they on first they were on i think after me which was which was funny that was probably i think we i think we stuck around just to see them and everyone else that was there they were just like the typical rap like fuck this fuck that like (laughs) Like, everything ian went up there and he was like this is gonna go poorly. Yeah, like and he was like, <laughs> and he didn't hold anything no. back. Like, and no, you gotta like be, you gotta X. do what you do. But uh, and I remember talking to like an administrator at the school or something, and they didn't know what was going on, and it was just like, it, yeah, that was terrible. I've, I mean, I played some other poor shows. Uh, there was one time we played in uh, Pittsburgh at um, a below a co-op flower shop. In a basement that looked like the Blair Witch Project. Oh, no. Pittsburgh just for you got me people. right there. Yeah, for two people. Oh, harsh. Um, but those two people bought every single piece of merch that we had, and those two people actually happened to be the opening rappers. So it was not so much a show. It was more like they got us down in this basement, and then we performed for each other, and then left. It's really weird. And they and you got paid because they uh, yeah. Uh, so well, I mean, we got paid for merchandise. That's what the I mean. show didn't make any money. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, you bought they bought the merch. But yeah, I mean, it, it, a, it maybe have been a maybe a mercy purchase, but you know. no, they were really. I think they like they booked us because they liked us. So oh, nice. Like, it was yeah. Wow, do you guys ever do shit like that? One of the things that drives me nuts, and I apologize to our future guests that love doing these things. So come on the podcast anyway. I promise to be nice, but like. House parties, like house gigs. I don't mean house parties like when your friends put on a house party. I mean like when someone in someone. Pennsylvania says, we're hiring you to play at our house in the living room and we'll get all our friends to come and they're all going to pay 20 bucks. And then we you have can a stay beautiful over. open concept home. Right. And you can stay here. Does this any of this shit happen in the rap world? Because yeah. the folk world is like, that's what it is. That's yeah. No, that happens. There's no shows anymore. I you actually, just go I play mean, at people's shit, houses. I haven't done that in a while, but... Um, 
Yeah, so you, you it still happens. Kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, house parties are fun. Like, I had a couple house shows back when I lived I in Dover the first time. it's different if you're doing is the hip-hop. A house hip-hop party is, is different is than easy. a house concert. Yeah, it's not you know? a house concert, right? right? You're yeah, not playing in like, Sudbury at someone. Right. There's, there's, not, kind of there's not like a variety house, right? of cheeses yeah. available to right, snack upon. Right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, no, like, uh, I've, I've played some house parties that didn't erupt in violence that I had fun at. Where was that one down in Mass? It was in, like... That was at a. Uh, yeah, it looked co-op. like a warehouse. Oh shit! Yeah, that was, was wa- awesome. Yeah, that yeah. But people lived there. People did live there. They it lived in like it was in Boston. There was like a really like an industrial kind of look. Yeah, thing. and like there was more than that. Like the only thing separating these people's bedrooms from like the open space where the show was was like a hanging blanket. Yeah, but so like there were huge warehouses. Like, wow, that's crazy. And like, I believe the word is squalor that you were going to use. <laughs> that's, that's what that I was or, searching or, for. Or art loft. Yeah, but I like, think that's what they were going for. That's what they were going they, for. They missed it at Squalor. Like there was graffiti all over the walls. It was cool. It, it was, was awesome. a really Sounds cool hard. place to have a show. I would not want to live there. Yeah. I would not want to live there. Exactly. Right. Did it smell like piss? No. After I left. Okay, fair enough. So yeah. you provided the Squalor. <laughs> if it didn't smell like piss, then it wasn't Squalor, and it was yeah. an art loft. So maybe you're just being judgmental. Much less, Ka- much much like Kanye West, I also put out my own scent. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't think that was about good. That. Yeah. Right. Does Kanye actually have a fragrance? I don't know, but I bet he does. Probably does, right? Who doesn't? It's cool. hanging if, fruit for if merchandising. If not the, the bag of trash that he calls a wife probably has one. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that also has a scent. I mean, she took a picture in a trash bag. I'm not the one making this up. She made that choice. Oh. Awesome. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? Bad shows? You were talking Bad about that shows. show. Did you do the, a show the warehouse at the show with the yeah, yeah, that Oh, was and it was awesome. amazing. That was that was actually I that was a really, really good show and I um, That was a blast. Yeah. I, and it was towards the end of that like the life of that venue. Typically those apartment. kind of <laughs> typically those kind of venues will support loud music beautifully yeah. because they'll be just big and 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 open and and cranking and the, everything that's loud is twice as loud. Yeah, you and can't make it not loud if it's yeah, a warehouse. You just, well, you know what I mean. It's like real concretey and, yeah, and yeah, hard yeah, walls totally. and and everything just kind of blasts. And it's shitty for bands to, to a certain extent, but anything having to do with like a a beat is just killing in places like that. Sometimes yeah. it's also sort of that anti-romantic thing too. You know, oh, it's fucking just, cool. Right? That's what I mean. I mean you go yeah. to a fucking weird place that's big and open. Yeah. And people make a lot of noise and there. And, and it's some, great. someone comes in and. Blast this massive beat in your in your fucking rap. It was kind of like a, yeah. you're either gonna listen to music here or get raped. There was no <laughs> real in between. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Were well, I'm people? glad you guys got to know, listen man. to music. I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm oh, romanticizing oh, okay. it, man. Yeah. No. I mean, for me, it's like that. That one. What's that? Raid. That one. Rage Against the Machine documentary. Like not documentary. It's like a concert film. Where they're in that same kind of thing. You're just like in this big fucking warehouse with these big concrete pillars. That's like the best show ever. They're just yeah. like cranking it. So of course, granted, there are no women in, at all. It's all guys, but whatever. It's Rage Against, <laughs> early Rage Against Machine is what yeah. it's going to be. So, you know, but yeah. Mike does a mean bull on parade. What? said so you do a mean bull oh, on yeah? parade. Oh, yeah, I do. Really? Yeah. He's um, very Zach De La Rocha-y. Yeah. I've been told that like my whole career. So we... Well, back in the day, the If and Life, where the band I used to tour with, we would do Bulls on Parade at the end of their set, and it was really, we did it, we did it justice. 
I don't right know. How to, I don't know how <laughs> to, to, to be ask humble, you. I guess I have like a couple other, uh, you know, sort of heavier questions that I've just been hanging. I don't know how to ask them, but I'll, I'll throw them out. Maybe I don't know if you had to deal with this kind of stuff before. Do you deal with the idea of being a white rapper? Is that something that comes up in performances? In yeah, in around the time, do you have to deal with that? Do you always feel like you have something to prove? No. I would imagine at this point you're big enough where people know who you are when they come and see you to a certain extent too. So and if they don't, they're in for a surprise. So, yeah, right. I guess I, again, like I look like I am in the white stripes or something, <laughs> or I guess that would just make me Jack Black, wouldn't it? Uh, I mean, Jack White, Jack, Jack Black. Jack yeah, White. no, yeah. you don't look like Jack Black at all, but yeah, colors they escape yeah. me. Um, uh, speaking of white, yeah, and black, he's black and white, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I look like I'm in an indie rock band or something, and then I rap, and then whatever. Uh, I don't. I it's not so much because they know who I am that I don't have anything to prove. I just don't really act like I have something. Yeah, it seems like th- a part of that is just if you're not if you don't have a problem with this whole thing, you're just like fuck that shit, give me the fucking mic. You're kind of past it before it's even right. A thing. Right. I think it would be harder on him if he was doing like like gangster rap. Oh, like yeah. he's never talking about right. beating the shit out of somebody or having a gun right. or like his bling. Like we know I don't even name any names. We have experienced some white rappers in many this of area yes. that are going for that and just they fail at it so hard because it's a really hard thing to pull off. Well, it's, especially I mean? if well, it's, it's a lack of about authenticity, authenticity that's exactly right? Yeah. I was yeah. keep and saying, like, not, if you didn't live it, like, what the there's fuck, not a lot you know? of like off. that even happened to like Vanilla Ice, right? Yeah. I mean, back in yeah. the day, Jesus. but he grew up in like kind of a shitty area in Florida. Like, there is uh, but, uh, not you know, the a whole lot Ice of that Ice Baby thing in is Dover, like, New Hampshire. Like, uh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. If I go far back enough into the shit that I write, Briggs and I were listening to some shit that I wrote in like the 80s and shit, and, and I'm still saying like ain't and stuff, you know, like you're just like, you're. I'm just so not authentic. I, I'm playing the piano beautifully, but the words are just right. this lame young songwriter just trying to be somebody who you aren't. It's so easy to do and it's so hard yeah, to like be Yeah, like that, that kind of affectation is easy to spot. Yeah. Right? Well, it's because I was trying to sound like Duran Duran. I'm not saying for you personally. I'm just <laughs> saying. It's always about me, in Briggs. In general. Yeah, me. fair enough. But... But anyway, yeah, no, but the but but that authentic thing, I I understand what you're saying. So that can kind of get past that. Do you have a problem with like, I mean, we're we're certainly not the press, you know. This isn't like you know a a a, 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 a typical interview kind of interview. This is fake news. Do you exactly? Do you have a problem with that with that with that kind of thing? Is that the first comment? Is like, hey man, you're a white rapper. Is that like? Um, yeah, a lot. And I mean, it depends what the publication is. Sometimes they the I. I've had somebody say like the Eminemish i nine. Oh yeah, they're gonna have Come to try on. to talk. I mean, which well, it's is hard which to is talk fine. about. Like, it's I mean, hard to talk about music I mean, without not, using other music as examples. Yeah, or they'll right. be like, they will start it out by saying like, sometimes they'll be like, oh yeah, this white rapper, blah blah. blah. I mean, it's it's more of an observation than like a like sure a condemnation. But uh, uh, what, what else were we talking? Well, the about? funny um, thing was that I didn't want to have to make you talk about it, but I'm interested in in the idea that I you mean, have to deal with it. I know? mean, like uh, in that battle, I was just in that. Um, in, in the finals, he, he said something and he was just like, you're just appropriating the culture. And I was like, oh. Oh, that was funny because that was a little bit about what I'm, yeah. I'm interested in. And like, and I laughed and people laughed and, but I mean, yeah, it's, I, I mean, it, it's, you'd think it would go away if like Wu-Tang approves, but like it kind of got worse. Uh, like RZA posted my music video on his, on his official Twitter and Facebook and there was, and it got like, like I think it was like ten thousand views in a day from him doing that. Of course, yeah. Uh, and there was like hundreds of comments, and it was about like sixty forty, like 
60 negative 40 positive percent you, you but got, like i went in like i was like neurotic at the time like i was going in and looking at every yeah you're, single, you don't do that anymore right no i don't give i don't yeah. give shit anymore comments but I, do not are no. not reality but like I mean, at this but internet. like yeah. one out of every one comment that was that was <laughs> negative was a guy that was a rapper and being like well fuck this kid he's not that good like fuck this white rapper why didn't you it basically it's like why didn't you pick up me and it's like well i don't know be better and then yeah you can't answer that question right yeah. it's not yours to answer right so they and like and like my friend uh spose he he ended up blowing up uh, the i'm awesome you know that song yeah uh and like there was like a little bit of jealousy there uh on my part being like oh like why did he but like at the same time like i was happy for him and yeah, like someone else's success the, is you not can't, you hold can't, you back. You can't help exactly, but you can't help but feel like even like my friend like getting successful. I was just like, oh, like that could have been me, but like not like I didn't like harp on it, but like no, that thought no, no, crossed no. my mind. That's that's in everyone's mind. Like even like even your loved ones. Like sometimes you'll have like a you'll harbor a little bit of jealousy when something good happens to them. But tell me about it, kid. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, but like, and these people, especially rappers, they have like this the chip on their shoulder. Yeah. And I'm not really like I don't consider myself a rapper, and I don't mean that by the music. I mean that by like the way I live my life. I don't know. Okay. Because like I have like I rapper. It. I have like rapper friends. Like Seth and I are are good friends, and he's a lot like me. But like there are people that like we hang out with that are like they that's. It's not just music for them; it's a lifestyle, right? And I don't live right. that. Like I, I, I go home and I watch anime and I play Final Fantasy and like I, fuck yeah, and, yeah. And it's like, and I, I, I even put that in my rap sometimes. So it's like some of it's like nerdcore and stuff, but uh, and other times it's just like they're rapping about like, like hard stuff and like they're living it. Like I've, I've been to their like I've seen their life and I'm like shit. Like you're this is honest for you, just like what I do is honest right. for me, right? And like we can respect each other's music, but it's more like. Like it's it's just different, you know. Well, the truth, the truth, and this isn't my opinion. Like the truth is that art with a capital A is just going to happen. Like whether or not you're supposed to or not supposed to do this or this because of X, Y, and Z, art is going to just happen, right? Right. So I play jazz. I play a lot of different uh, styles of music. You could easily make. I've had this conversation with people where they're kind of going you're on the edge. I've been the only white guy in a black blues band before. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I am not here because I'm white or because I'm black. I'm here because I want to play this music. Yeah. Right. That doesn't matter. Like that is not an answer. That's an answer for me. Right. But someone who's triggered by this is not interested in that. And, and I give them that it's yeah. not, if there's an issue, there's an issue. And is, I can't solve that for that person. No, right? I know. Yeah, exactly. In your situation, it you are obviously compelled to make this shit happen. Yeah. Period. Like, I mean, I don't. I, I can take a lot of things out of our conversation. This is inarguable. I'm sitting here with you this entire time. You're fucking compelled to make this happen. Right. That's it. Yeah. That's the end of the story as far as I'm concerned. But at the same time, I mean, it's so easy for jealousy and things like that to come up. Right. And when that comes up. It's the obvious target. And a lot of people, like, even from around here, when I started going on tour with them, like, I toured with Jizza also later on, people were like, well, he paid, he, he paid to get on that. Like, he's, he's, he's paying for those tours. Like, he's giving, and it's like, what kind of money do you think I well, have I mean, that would on. sway RZA? Exactly. You, you, live, you live in a, in a world where people believe that George Soros just paid off 11 million women to walk around the country, you know, like they just yeah. invoiced him or something. Like, people are going to make their... Their their answer. They're yeah. just gonna make that answer, and that's the end of that. Yeah, and I try not to 
like yeah. dwell on it too much. I mean, he doesn't have a car. Right now. He's not paying. <laughs> you know why he doesn't have a car, Gary? For because anything. he paid all his money to get on that tour. That's obviously. True, actually. See, yeah, so I, 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 argue yeah. maybe for your friend, not against him. <laughs> well, no, my car tied my car tied. My car died on tour and, I, and then I, I lived in Portland for a while. I didn't need one and Gary's been harassing me for years. I've, I've, I haven't had one, I think, for like three years, and I, I'm getting one soon. But uh, yeah, priorities, I guess. You think you exactly. think that'd be number one, but it's not. No, no, I don't have a problem with that shit. Cool. Gary's always there to drive me places. <laughs> like not, here, that's not true. <laughs> no, it's not true at all. Um, so what is the? Uh, uh, let's start pulling this thing together. So what is the? Uh, what is the future? What is the near future for you? You're actually. Working on something right now? I'm working on a lot. Uh, so there's a little above low key, which is coming out at some point. Ah, that now I understand what you were saying at the beginning of the song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the name <laughs> of the album, "A Little Above Low Key." That's, ah, that's the one you. that's the uh, that's gonna be put out through the whole Wu Tang connection. Um, Beautiful. That's can, that's fantastic. Congratulations. Uh, I have a tour. Thank you. I have a tour coming up uh, on March 11th uh, for like March 11th till the end of March um, with Far Out. Yeah, uh, I have the Human Speakers album with Seth on Gray Street and DJ Myth. That's coming out this year. Yep. Uh, I have a side project, uh, Road Brothers, with my roommate Omar, who was the bassist in the band If and Life, where where I got my start. Right. Um, that's like experimental and some rap and some other stuff. And then the Lonely Ghost Collect or I Nine and the Lonely Ghost Collective present a reason for departure. That's like an EP Whoa, we're working on. Slow down. Uh, this is near in my area now. What, uh, what are we talking about? It's uh well the there's another band that's another member of the If and Life, uh the drummer, yep. Matt Hobbs. I would just left he picked me up from band practice in my I have a barn and we turned Fantastic, a room and yeah. soundproofed a room for uh band practice. So we're doing it's I Nine and the Lonely Ghost present a reason for departure and it's like a concept album about Trump winning and then going into space and then dying in space. Um, is that going to go live? Is that a performance or is yeah, that we're a... gonna. It's going to be a performance and an album. Um, Are you actually going to go to space? <laughs> I Stop. wish he's not going to space. Um, no, it I mean could, it I, could happen. I want to anyway, but yeah, right. Um, not not because of the trend. I and mean, gotta, it, it's you got to keep us on that on that thing. I would love to come out and see that. I know that some of the people that are listening March twenty fourth. Yeah, oh really? Oh, you are oh, right on. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I can finish, uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, we're, we're not going to do the full album, but we're doing like half of the album that day. And then once yep. I get back from tour, we're going to solidify the album, record it, and then actually do like a CD release show where we do the album start to finish. That's what I'm saying. We should, we should. Yeah. We should and then put, I also have yeah, a, uh, my, a band with my brother and, um, uh, my, our friends, Justin and Arthur, Radiant Flow used to be Radiant Flow Control, then RFC. I think it's now, I think the name is Radiant Flow. We, a do, great we, name. we do. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, we do like a uh, rage, a couple of rage covers, a couple of red hot chili pepper covers and like, and then uh, original music. They, um, they got rid of the radiant flow control because it kind of sounded like a tampon ad. Yep, that's that was the general consensus. Fair enough. Right? I I didn't think that, but everyone else did, so I got vetoed. Um, I can't yeah. I can't help but ask because you grew up in New Hampshire and you've obviously been doing this forever. Were you ever in bands when you were young? Yes. Okay, just give me give the old vampire like two or three of the early. Remember your first couple of band names? Yeah, I, I have it tattooed on me. 747 is the first band name that That's, I was in. You got a tattoo for the first band. Uh, yeah. Uh, 747 is a totally normally cool yeah, name. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. So that was when I was in fifth grade, I think. It was me, Jason, <laughs> right Bro- me, Jason Brockney, and John Garlow. And he, I was on guitar and singing. John was on bass and Jason was on the drums. 
and then we were in Down Pat because we named it there after our go. friend Pat Moore. And it's you got it. We got it down Pat. Down Pat. Yeah. You had a, a, a almost a pun, but you didn't even make the pun. Right. You just went right to the yep. literal. And then uh wow. and then I was in another band, which I was talking about, Chris Jones, who was played bass and he ended up being at the Goratorium as a bouncer. Uh that one was called Deadbolt, I think, because the singer named it after a Thrice song because yeah. we were big into Thrice then. And yeah. like I did, I, I think I just played the guitar in that one. Yeah. Do you still play? I mean, I, I obviously do, do some of the experiments. Well, I actually, stuff. yeah. I, I, well, I was just playing bass today. and uh, Yeah, it, right. It fucks up your fingers. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And, uh, and you got to use a pick. And then I had to, oh, I know. But I, well, I usually use a pick, but like I'm trying to not do that. So like yeah, I've been, and yeah. say it's, I'm slowly getting the blisters, but it, it sucks. Uh, I play the guitar and, but like Joe, my brother Joe like plays guitar in my band. He's a lot better. So usually like like I, I can play, but like if I ever need anything like guitar wise, I'm, I'll just be like, hey, like can you do this? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You can do this better than I can. So you do this right. um, kind of thing. We have a uh, we have a, a mutual friend, Devin Powell. Do you know Devin personally? I do. Yeah. So um, did you guys ever play in a band together? No, but he, um, uh, I think. He was in bands that used to open up for me in the Infant Life. I'm not sure. Yeah, right. I know he used to be at the shows a lot. He, uh, yeah. We're relatively the same age. Uh, he actually tried to get me into jiu-jitsu way before Gary got me into jiu-jitsu. Yeah. I didn't, and I should have. Um, well, whatever. But yeah, he actually walks to my song, We're Alive. I know he does. So Devin's a, uh, a, an officially a UFC fighter now. Yeah. He had his first fight in Arizona in January. Do I have that right? Yeah, last month. Yeah, right? it was in January, uh, January 2017. And... Uh, I don't know what his deal is right now. I know he he, he potentially has a couple more he's, on his contract. Yeah, he's fighting again. He yeah, is. Okay, good. Yeah. I didn't know if that's That's awesome. If it hasn't been announced, we shouldn't announce it here. I mean, um so there you go. No, I'm I'm just trying to protect his uh, his contract there. Um but yeah, and so he's he, fighting but, Gary for announcing it. That's Yeah, that's exactly. His next fight. Right. But uh to explain what you were just saying, yeah, his walkout tune is one of your tunes. I'm sorry, tunes. Song. Whatever. Such a mean shit. No. What are you kidding? Little tune. dudes. Uh, what, which which uh, song does he walk out to? We're alive. The We're opening alive. song from December, which is my yeah. last full right. uh, last re- studio release. Wow, fantastic. Well, man, this is a uh, an absolute treat. A talk about getting out of the uh, uh, the typical for yeah, the fuck yeah. podcast. This is awesome. This is uh, uh, an introduction to. I was gonna say, like, I'd love to come back again, but after that whole spider thing, I think uh, once is enough. Hey, I'd like to point out (laughs) the spider was outdoors, not indoors. I know that means came in from the outdoors. Yeah, I guess I'm not gonna. We don't have spiders in here, so there you go. God, you know what it was? We'll do a full sweep of the area before he comes. You were next. What happened was you went too far down the trail of treats. Yeah, apparently. (laughs) It's true. Uh, all right, so you wanna you wanna you wanna perform us out here? Sure, yeah. All right, uh, I'm gonna actually uh, uh, podcast fans. We're actually gonna stop for a sec to make sure this actually works, but nothing is gonna happen. What you're gonna hear is nothing. We're gonna stop, and then the next thing you hear will be some uh, some uh, well, basically the last song. So in- actually, instead of uh, doing this, let's talk about this for just a sec because we'll finish on the piece. Okay. What's okay. this called? This song is called Shine. Great, and this is. Something that's coming from your uh, upcoming work. Yep, same album, a little above low key. Fantastic. And where does the uh, music? Where does this uh, this track come from? Uh, also, El Chupacabra. Ah, he made right he on. made all of the beats for Dissembler and all of the beats for this upcoming one. And he also remixed my original album, The Insomnia Sessions, as the Narcolepsy Sessions. So, right. and that's all him. Fantastic, so. man. 
This is an absolute treat. Thanks to both yeah, you dudes. Thanks a lot. Thank you for having that us. That was just uh, uh, crazy and absolutely uh, we'll, we'll have you back on the other side of this. All nice. right. All right. Hang on a sec. And the next time you hear this, I-9. Exclusive. Exactly what it seems Well if it's something that we can pass along Then maybe after we can chat about the past And all the shots of alcohol That made our balance fall Disastrous effects aside, we could have it all If you wanted to, then we could follow through But what's a plan that no one plans to make a promise to? So here's the solitude Such a solemn tune With all this time I can't decide all that I wanted to When a part of you is broken Every argument is focused on the fact That you can never let this slide And at the heart of this commotion You should stop to think it's hopeless if it's honesty, you'll probably never find Even if they want me to leave I'll still be here without a heart on my sleeve I'll still Even if they're bringing us down It doesn't remember till they never could frown That's not what the words are Even if they're telling the truth It doesn't measure till the hell I've been through even if they're telling the truth Don't ever settle, what would a gentleman do? This is live, timeless I'm thinking it's high time to define this Little bit of pressure I feel inside of my eyes It's fine if I hide it in the back of my mind When I start to put together the pieces I have been finding It's something that used to be just a part of me Now it seems it's grown and no it's not an apology It's honestly hard to be part of this fallen economy When all of these obstacles constantly wanna be barring me from working I'm certain that these problems that I manifest Can't stand the test of time, my mind hasn't been damaged yet Damn it if I haven't been managing to be candid when I'm handling my business This isn't something I plan to stress Less drive would be more ideal But I can't afford to whine about the more I feel And if anybody else could help me sweeten the deal Then I'd probably get away with what I'm meaning to steal Even if they want me to leave I'll still be here without a heart on my sleeve I'll still Even if they're telling the truth It doesn't measure to the hell I've been through I'll still even if they're bringing us down I still remember when we never would frown I'll still Even if they're telling the truth Don't ever settle, what would a gentleman do? Even if they're bringing us down I still remember when we never would frown I'll still Even if they're telling the truth It doesn't measure to the hell I've been through I'll still Even if they tell me to leave I'll still be here without a heart on my sleeve I'll still Even if they're telling the truth Don't ever settle, what would a gentleman do? Like that. It's called Shine. A little above low key. Coming out 2017. Hopefully. <laughs>